This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Fioli Relina of Asura, Shadow Odegev of Lamia, Skalkaya Laki of Ragnarok. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. And by Alamo City Comic Con, October 28th through the 30th at the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center in sunny San Antonio, Texas. Alamo City Comic Con celebrates the artists that entertain us through TV, movies, comics, gaming, and cosplay. For more information, including badge prices, celebrity guests, hotel accommodations, and more, visit alamocitycomiccon.com. Calm down, or I'm gonna have to frag you. <laughs> we are dealing with someone here who has absolutely no life. And Mika. And I am a gorgeous girl with big cans. LimitBreakRadio.com. Welcome! To Limit Break Radio, episode number 77. We're happy to have you along here at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. We are live from Aorzea. Let's kick it on over to our Aorzean studios. If you'd like to join us live in the studio, wave at the camera, tell us hi, harass us in our free company. Try to find the LBR Mandy's strewn about the house. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's become a hide-and-seek game now, yeah. hasn't it? And Juxta gives it. you a million gil if you find them all. <laughs> Is that true? Uh, absolutely not. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Just checking. Juxta doesn't have a million gil. Is that right? That's you don't, right. You don't, how do you not have a million gil? Yeah, uh, what? Combined with... Or, well, first of all, I don't play the game too much uh, currently. Yeah, but you're... Hang Com- on. Hang, combined, hang on. Hang on. How many yokai weapons do you have? <laughs> uh, nine. Oh, my God. <laughs> and yet, you've spent exactly how much time you streaming these? You doing fates, too. And, uh, and uh, the fact that I keep on furnishing the house to make it new and exciting. Uh-huh. All right. So okay. I stand corrected. If you find all the Mandy's, Juxta will embezzle a million gil from the company <laughs> yes. and then give it to you. Well, no, I just... Well, embezzle and keep it. Oh. Oh. We really need that uh, housing item limit cap to go up, don't we? Yeah. That'd be great. I mean, we could really really deck out the rest of this place instead of just the downstairs. Because the downstairs is solid. It's just when that eye cam wanders upstairs. It's like, oh, there's the (laughs) barracks and all the beds. Right. And why is there someone laying on one of the beds? (laughs) Oh, okay. For the eye cam. Yeah, Yeah, for for the eye candy, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but hey, maybe in 3.4 we can get an apartment complex. <laughs> yeah. An entire complex. It's not. I, that was one of the weirder things. I still don't know what to make of that 
announcement or suggestion or whatever it is. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us here live at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Uh, of course, if this is your first time joining us, hit that follow button. Join us each and every single Sunday. We are here live starting at 1 p.m. here at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. Uh, we've, uh, we've also got uh, Facebook and Twitter pages. You can find that at Limit Break Radio on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Limit Break Radio. And of course, you can find our podcast if you want to hear any of our episodes. We've got our full archive available for download over at LimitBreakRadio.com. Although I got an email from our server the other day. We are running very, very close to our, our storage cap. What? Yeah. Wait, how's that possible? Uh, well, oh, wait, our storage cap. Our storage oh. cap, not our bandwidth cap. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, something we've got to do something with the uh, with the uh, basically the eleven archive uh, because that's taking up the bulk of the room there. And I think I, I, I think if we like I, I had had an idea. I think we may uh, start like lbarchive.com uh, and just have just a very LB simple archive. I love it. Lbarchive.com. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll say I'll I'll go ahead and I'll be the one to make the sacrifice. You can delete Voices of Anadil. <laughs> oh, no, we don't want to make any of these unavailable, but uh, we do have to figure out some sort of new storage solution. We just have to make solution. them really, really hard to find. Well, it, <laughs> no, no, not even that. But it is going to take some work on our end to, you know, change the URLs on all of our pages. And uh, oh my, God. I know, right? We got to go we through just that. Did that. I know it's going to be a really not fun process. Wow, you have fun with that. Ah, uh, God. I know. Uh, anyway, but we're also working on uh, our new website over at the uh, lbrnetwork.com. Uh, we've also got some uh, pretty exciting announcements as to uh, some new content that's going to be coming here to the LBR network. We and, to talk about that now. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit, but oh, uh, we're, we're going to save that uh, towards the end of the show. No spoilers. So that we don't get another one of those snide YouTube comments that goes show actually starts here here and gives a time code <laughs> for when we quote unquote start talking about 14 so That's uh, funny. yeah we'll we'll just wait until the end of the show wait can we so that those whiners won't continue to whine in our comment section can we do a duke where we start talking about 14 but then talk about lbr stuff mid mid time so they <laughs> dive in. it starts here skip uh, minutes 18 through i have an idea no we, we should experiment in a whole new structure of podcasts like mom memento style podcast structure where we're just you, you, the the conversations are disjointed and we're just going all over the place you're gonna <gasps> no. need a map to be able to figure out i got a better idea choose your own adventure podcast <laughs> if you think a Nero should yell at a Scalia fast forward to two minutes and 30 seconds oh if you God. think that a Nero should you mean two minutes 30 seconds two minutes 45 seconds also three minutes also four minutes well the other option is for a Scalia to get on his hands and knees and uh, well, that's the that, whole that, episode. That part's deleted. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, so uh, before we get to uh, our FF14 news, we do want to remind you that uh, we're supported by Alamo City Comic Con. And before you YouTube commenters just lose your shit, this is really cool. We've got some really great announcements along with this one, okay? So just hold on to your asses, all right? Uh, Alamo City Comic Con, October 28th through the 30th, Henry B. Gonzalez. Convention Center in San Antonio, Texas. Limit Break Radio is going to be there. We're going to be making 
a couple of major big announcements, not just on our part, but for conventions like seriously, guys, you're going to be wanting to pay attention on uh, to what we're going to be announcing out at Alamo City Comic Con. Oh and we're super excited that they asked us to do it. So if you're a fan it's of been one the of, longest eight months of our lives, I trying know, to keep this under wraps. I know if you're a fan of Limit Break Radio, if you're a fan of Final Fantasy, you're going to want to be paying attention. So Alamo City Comic Con, October 28th through the 30th at the Henry B. Gonzalez Convention Center. Some recent celebrity guest announcements include John Barrowman. Currently, he plays uh, what is it, uh, Malcolm uh, Merlin? Is that is that? He's in, the, he's in Arrow, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's Merlin. that's in uh, from Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. But he also played Captain Jack Harkness on Torchwood and Doctor Who. Also announced Jason Motherfucking Muse. That's yes. right. Your boy's gonna be getting fucked up with Jason Muse, Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, well, Jay from Jay and Silent Bob are going to be is going to be out there. No word yet on whether Kevin Smith is going to be joining them. But uh, along with Jason Mewes, Brian O'Halloran, who played Dante from Clerks, who I've met before and is a really cool dude. Awesome. Uh, Jeremy London, who played T.S. on Mallrats, who was also in Party of Five and Seventh Heaven, is going to be out there. And uh, so a, a bunch of people from the View, uh, uh, View Askew Universe is going to be out there. And uh, uh, the artist Guy Gilcrest, who was the co-creator of the Muppet Babies and who had worked on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 90s cartoon and Tom and Jerry is also going to be out there. So a lot of really, really fantastic celebrity guest announcements just in this last week alone. And that's just a fraction of the guest list. Make sure that you go check out AlamoCityComicCon.com for a full guest list and join us out in uh, San Antonio in October. It's uh, pretty much just after uh, fan fest and if you're going to be out at fan fest man so are we and uh we're we're getting some plans together for an after party uh you know it's funny the after party last year like really the plans didn't come together until like about a week and a half before the event <laughs> in and true lvr fashion and it still turned out fine yeah it still turned out totally fine so uh we're not we're not sweating it at all uh we don't we don't have plans but we've got a lot of uh intent uh <laughs> We've got some in, uh, intentions. We're, we're we're figuring it out. Bad intentions. Whatever. <laughs> we're looking for a place to go get fucked up and play Be video games if intentions. we can. If we can. Oh, that'd be great. That's the thing is that it's. I mean, since insert coins closed, it's really actually difficult to find a place where you can drink and play games at the same time. So we're trying to figure it out. We may have to choose one well, or the other. If, if you want, if the game you're playing is poker, it's not hard to find. That is true. That is absolutely true. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, we're excited for uh, Fan Fest and uh, excited to uh, meet and hang out with you guys out there. Uh, all right, so uh, let's uh, let's let's check out what's going on in FF14 news. This is a limit breaking news update. So, in sort of unofficial news, we've got the uh, Orzean census. Uh, this was uh, some data taken from Lodestone, and uh, this was uh, this was kind of you know rotated around and uh, uh, you know uh, discussed a lot uh, this uh, you know this past week. Uh, guys, what are some of your thoughts? I, I mean, uh, did you guys take a, a, a close look at uh, at the census here? 
Because well, it's weird that we haven't gotten one from Square Enix themselves. That's what exactly what I thought as soon as I saw this. I'm like, wait, this isn't an official census? Why aren't right. we getting one from them? Right. Isn't that odd? Uh, I don't know. There's, It's neat. They just took like a sample size of like like 9,000 to 10,000 people on each server right. to do a, as, as their sample for what it is. So it's not exact, but I don't know. It's neat. There, there is, there sure is a lot of graphs in here. Boy, is there! <laughs> I love graphs. I mean, it, it even takes, it, dude. It's even taking my computer some time to load. I took a calculus test that looked exactly like that. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, I, I mean, I, I don't know that there's anything that out of here that I'm gleaning that I didn't already just have sort of a general sense of by playing the game. Spoilers: There's lots of female cat girls. Yeah. There's also a lot of male cat girls. <laughs> Still on that, eh? What? Male cat girls. It drives me nuts. Why, why does that make you drive you nuts? I don't know why that makes me so mad. Male cat girls? Let's be honest. There's there's female cat girls and there's male cat girls. There's no cat men in this game. They're all girls. <laughs> cat girls. Oh, God, help me. Uh, <laughs> far be it for me to critique gender terms, but good lord. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Uh, I I thought uh, I thought the the kind of like uh, you know rarity breakdown the percentage uh, you know rarity breakdown of uh, of minions was kind of interesting if I gave a shit about minions but they also had it in there for uh, mounts as well. I'm surprised there's actually a lot more Rogan than I thought there would be. There's like like a couple percent. Yeah, that's actually really surprising. A lot of people play Rogan because Rogans are badass. I thought Nika mm. was the only you one. You keep saying this, Nika, but I'm not sure you know what the definition of badass is. I do. Look at if my you, if you, it's if just, it's just bad, it's not with big ass. It's, yeah, it's not that your ass is bad. Like, I, I mean, if that's, I could forgive you if you thought that's what. Maybe she's got like a three-legged donkey. It's her. It's her badass. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, oh my god. That was that was a dad joke if I've ever heard it. Oh. Ugh. 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 That was good. Good, uh. good good joke, Pop. I like that. He can have that one. That's fine. Thanks. Uh that. so so uh yeah, I I just I you know, again, I'm just not sure that there was uh, a whole lot in here. That uh, that was that all that surprising. You know what I mean? Uh, Maybe that's why they haven't put out a census. Maybe uh, you spoilers. You already know. You kind of just have. You know. a, well, yeah. I mean, kind of just just look like last year's. <laughs> I'll tell you everything you need to know. All, all it was in, like is interesting to me is when you go down from server to server, like nothing really changes. Where I seem to recall back in like eleven, sometimes you see a server you're like whoa. What is up with all like the male humes on this server? Like right. you have like just one server with like fifty percent male humes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, if- oh my god, there's a wind up realm. Yeah. How do I get that? Well, I don't Art know. Book? It, apparently, it's difficult to oh, obtain. I don't know. Oh my god, they have a spoony bard. Why do you have to buy like, really expensive things to get these awesome minions? That's not fair. Just <laughs> <laughs> uh, finding out how corporations work. <laughs> Yeah, is, is this your first time playing this? All right. Uh, so the FF14 three-year anniversary celebration is uh, getting underway. Excuse me. I almost burped there. Uh, with a 14-hour stream uh, this Friday, the 26th, starting at 8 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Any guesses on uh, what they're going to be streaming for 14 hours? 
No. <laughs> Yo, can I watch? It's all, definitely. That's all Fates. it's going to be. Fates again. It's going to be like, I wonder if I can get all of these Yokai Watch medals by the time this one live letter is done. You Doesn't know, like it? With Atma or whatever. Can you think of anything you want to watch less uh, no. in the entire world? No. I would rather watch episodes of Yokai Watch. I, I mean, the first, the first, <laughs> I think the first year that they did the, the Fate thing, it was kind of interesting to watch because. You know, it was like it was sort of a novelty, like, oh, right. it, you know, who's who? It, it's it, 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 you know, that show Man versus Food. Yeah. It, was, it was sort of like who's going to be able to give out first? Is it going to be the fates or is it going to be this poor, poor person? Uh, <laughs> or is Adam Richman going to keel over? Right. Yeah. It, it, it sort of felt a little bit like that. But anymore, I don't know. This. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's, it's just because, because I'm grinding for yokai mounts. Well, yeah, so exciting. No, it's that not. HQ. They probably, they probably will get some crossover viewership because of it. I don't know. I, I still, I still don't think that this is terribly effective. Uh, but whatever. I'm, I'm an old crotchety, angry I, man. So I really want to play fine. yokai watch now. <laughs> I want to learn more about these awesome characters. We're going to get this horrifying fan fest announcement where like during the Yokai Watch event, attendance or population in the game went up so much and we're just going to have to eat a ton of shit. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I, well, I <gasps> Guys, I don't I don't have a sense of that at all. No. What if so the population went up so much that we're going to get like a Yokai dungeon and we have to like fight their Yokai monsters. My experience I'm of playing sure 14 right now is a yokai dungeon. But isn't yokai watch like Pokemon sort of where you collect things? I don't think there could really be a fight against yokai monster dungeon. No, like we're going to a portal, right? To a different world. Kind of like uh, uh, when lightning came here, but we'll go to yokai <laughs> land and then we'll fight all the yokais. And at the end, we and can capture get a, them like Pokemon. Well, if we want to. Yeah, I could be a mechanic that's for the a point boss of, fight. That's the point of yokai watch, isn't it? Is yep. to ca- ca- collect them. You have to wear like the Pokemon, the, the the watch too. Otherwise, you can't enter the dungeon. Right, but so I you lose a piece of gear. <laughs> Anero, if this happens, will you unsubscribe with me? You want to go do something else? You done? And you can only use the weapons too, oh obviously. God. Oh my god, and I'm so, done. It should also actually it should be like a huge zone, right? And only people who have the Whisper mounts can mount up. Oh, good. I can't go there. Sweet. I'm in. That's a great event. Also, it's the end game content. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he takes the Daniel Tosh approach to this. He starts off with a joke that has mass appeal and works until only he's laughing. <laughs> that sounds about right, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you had a studio of a studio of people staring at you. No one was laughing. Oh God! Uh, I stare at you harder through my screen. I would. Yeah, I, I, I mean, let's just be honest. I'm hard right now. <laughs> Seriously though, like what could they possibly announce at this anniversary stream with uh FanFest 2 months away? Uh that's 35, that's it, right? It's kind of a good point. Like nothing big is getting announced at this, I can't imagine. No. I I don't I don't see anything. I mean, we've got I mean, we do have 3.38 dropping. <laughs> Just to stop. <laughs> F- uh, fixed an error it where It really looked like it hurt you to say that. It did. It did. Kind of dead. That was I, legit pain on his face right there. I, uh, <laughs> uh, am I correct in seeing that there is not oh. an English stream of this going out? Oh. It's just going to be Japanese again? Uh, yeah, it looks yeah. like it. I mean, yeah, is that really God. that surprising? No, we kind of knew not, that. But we knew that. We need to hire a translator for 14 hours. <laughs> They'll probably talk about the uh, those Ishgard housing units. 
You think? Yeah. I'd be okay with that. I, That'd I be think neat. they're going to preview that for I mean, 3.4. Yeah, maybe, maybe they will talk. Because there's been a few things that they've mentioned and that maybe we'll finally get a well because i mean confirmation that they're coming the next patch i, I mean let's be honest because everything that that we're gonna most everything that we're gonna get out of fan fest is going to be directly related to what 3.4 do you think i, I mean or, no 3.4 will probably have just dropped right i think so 3.4 will be in at least three to four weeks oh you think i think 3.4 yeah. will probably really? be it's okay. close it's, it's, it's that close god isn't it end I'm, of september Probably ish. Is that what when we're looking at, dude? I don't even know. I don't when even is the know. Fifteen hour stream. Uh, it's the the twenty sixth. Okay, so they'll. That's probably what they're going to talk about then. Is they're going to probably going to. Th- okay, yeah. Then they well, yeah, could end up previewing three point four. Yeah, it All says right. uh, catch a glimpse of what's to come in the patch three point four. Okay, yeah, there you go. Pre- preview part one. Oh well, there you oh, go. So part one preview. <laughs> Finally, we'll have something to talk about. We'll Yay, have uh, part maybe. two later, <laughs> and then after Fan Fest, three point four will drop. After Fan Fest? <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. We have to go get well, lead was, up to hang, part two. Hang on, hang on. Uh, Nika, I, uh, I'm trying to remember the year that we went to Fan Fest. Were they mm-hmm. previewing a patch out there or had a patch just dropped? I cannot remember. Everything they talked about at Fan Fest was the expansion. Yeah, like, that's... Like, uh, the, uh, literally, the opening ceremonies day one, they didn't even come out and talk. We just sat down in the audience and they started with the Heavensward trailer. It was like, bam. Like right, that. right. But they there was the trailer that was going on for... Because we had just had the last leg of uh coil drop or did they preview that i cannot fucking I remember think they did everything they talked about i feel like was the expansion oh my god i cannot honestly remember we had a bunch of panels about like lore and music and like all of the actual panels were about heaven's word yeah uh i mm, hmm. it's it's hard I there was like a, a tra- not really a trailer but like a video that kind of went back in time through all of the patches and kind of like yeah. It was like a memory lane of all the patches. Right. God damn. I it's it's really hard for me to remember. If someone can uh, can tell me in the chat. It was right after 2.4. It was right after. Okay. So, so yeah. maybe we're on the same track then. End of September leading yeah. into FanFest. Yeah, that that may be right. That may be right. Uh so what, uh three point five five then sometime in like November or March? Man, I, I <sighs> Does it feel like the schedule has been thrown off even more? Like, I mean, I mean, I guess I'm surprised to to hear that that 3.4 is is coming around the corner so closely. But I don't know. I just I I don't know. Some I feel like it was off and we got used to it being off, maybe. and now it's getting back on track, and that's throwing us again. Maybe mm. maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I I have to admit though, I've I've been forced to kind of check out for the last couple of weeks. So. Oh my gosh. What? Okay, so during this 14-hour thing, there's a thing called Adrenaline Rush TV, a special oh, program yeah. for PvP enthusiasts. They totally cribbed our name. Adrenaline Rush is the limit break of PvP. Oh, that's funny. Well, and I I used to have a, a radio show called Adrenaline Radio. But not Adrenaline Rush. No. We we did five-song Adrenaline Rushes. But Adrenaline Rush is a real thing that happens. I'm yeah. not sure you can claim that. I, I mean, it's, it is it is sort of like a take on our name, though. It okay, is. Limit Break Radio, Adrenaline Rush TV. How is this not like... <laughs> oh, my God. Corollaries. If they, if they had named it Limit Break TV, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that would have been. Oh, my gosh. I don't uh, know. That's an interesting find. Interesting find. Uh, also, uh, all right. So the third installment of uh, Tales from the Dragon Song War is available on the Lodestone. It's titled A Malm in Her Shoes. Features uh, Allie Say and her exploits during the war. Uh, I actually hadn't read this. I, I read the first one. 
yeah, um, the second and third ones are up now. Uh, yeah, I just, the first one was pretty good. I I, had, I have to say it was uh, pretty interesting. Um, you can look forward to Ascalia reading it in his Obama voice uh, down <laughs> later down in the week. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that on my f- first audio. stream this week. It's well, only like let's do audiobook versions of them. Fourteen pages long. God, they are they are very long, uh, but it's I mean it's some good expositional lore. If uh, if you'd like to uh, check that out, that's Juxta, over on the Lodestone. Juxta, you joke, but I, I like that idea. I'm gonna start doing that. And, You're welcome. And uh, of course, as we had said before, patch three point three eight hits Tuesday. Oh, actually, uh, uh, Dirty Randy says he wants to do the German voice, so maybe we should just read it. In all your voices, so read it like fourteen times. <laughs> oh my god! And then you can pick which voice you want. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Oh my god, <laughs> dear lord. Uh, all right, so that's pretty much it for uh, FF14 news, guys. We'd love to hear from you uh, uh, on Skype, Limit Break Radio, eight one zero five one five eight seven one five, and uh, limitbreakradio.com slash discord. Uh, you know, it's interesting. We touched off. Uh, I feel like we touched on a nerve last week uh, by a nerve. Yeah. By comparing uh, FF 11 and 14, because uh, uh, I mean, we received a lot of feedback. Wait, wait, wait what did we even say last we week? Ju- we just touched on a nerve this time. We've done that for years. Oh, now. no, I know. But but. Uh, uh, specifically, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, we, we've been seeing some uh, YouTube comments and uh, some... E- <laughs> no, you some, not YouTube comments. E- emails, tweets. Uh, I was gone for one week. What did you guys do last week? No, we uh, All we did, we talked about FF11 and 14, but as a part of that... Uh, discussion, you know, uh, Joe, if Joe never fails, had called up and uh, had challenged us on some of uh, on some of the maybe I don't know more critical aspects sure. of uh, of what we were saying, and we won, and <laughs> we definitely won that one. And it, it, no, we had a really interesting discussion, and I think it touched on uh, I, I, I it touched on a number of things that uh, you know either players have been thinking about for a while or uh you know wanting to discuss because we have received so much email in the last two weeks like i mean yeah squall squall of whatever Uh, that's part of it but in the last two weeks like we've received a a ton of email so we're going to read a bunch of your emails on the show today but we also want to take your calls limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 limitbreakradio.com slash discord kooky's hanging out she's going to be uh taking your calls and uh bouncing you down to us we want to talk to you uh, really we want to talk specifically i mean we'll we'll talk about anything but really we want to talk specifically to the people who may disagree with us that there are some you know uh, that there are some critically broken aspects of 14. Not maybe not maybe broken, but critically uh, uh, lacking aspects in 14. Uh, you know, last week's show, a lot of what that was, uh, that was set up by a Kotaku article. And again, uh, we want to thank the author for coming on and talking to us. And uh, it was a really interesting discussion in there saying that, you know, it was the difficulty of that game that really brought its community together and 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 really uh, you know was the thread that that was what sewn us together and uh you know i i i thought it was an interesting time because we do talk a lot about ff11 uh and we do 
of course, uh, compare it to FF14. Uh, uh, in large part, you know, that's a lot of the history of the show. You know, we started as an FF11 show. It's a lot of our gaming history. It's a lot of our gaming history. Absolutely. But I also think that, you know, it's it's not uncommon to look at the way that a, uh, you know, a, a game developer has developed, uh, a, a, you know, their game in the past to, you know, maybe take cues of what they did well, uh, you know, moving moving forward in the future. And what strikes me and, and what has always kind of stricken me about FF14, specifically about A Realm Reborn, is how much of a difference it is from FF11 and how little of the concepts that they had, you know, refined to be, I think, and, and what I remember as really fun in FF14, uh, you know, and how they took some of those concepts and, uh, you know, didn't end up carrying them on to 14 in any form or fashion. If you think about it, like only cat girls was the thing that was carried over. Mm, I don't I don't think that's that's not necessarily true. Well, Galkas were destroyed. I mean, they don't Rogan and don't have tails. Ellis and those are two obviously in common. Come on. Oh, yeah. Humans and elves. Really? Fair. You can't. It's kind of hard to have a fantasy role playing game without humans and elves, right? Yeah, and even like the like our current elves are like the more strong. Uh, what about Lalafell and Taru? Uh, I guess you call them halfling, or yes, yeah, yeah. I would. The noses are just too different. Well, they're they're kind of like a uh, yeah. They're either like a halfling or or a dwarf. You know what I mean? Like they're the small race. The That's doll what they thing. Are. Yeah, they're they're the, they're the the tiny one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure I'm sure that there are dwarves out there who would uh, take offense to that. But uh, and no, I'm not talking about real life dwarves. OK, I'm talking about in Gimli's pissed. God damn it. Uh, I'm sorry. But I, last thing I need is more people mad at me. God damn. Um, Don't but- you live off and thrive off of that? I do. The elder primal of salt. I do, but gives no fucks. Jesus Christ! Between this and the Pokemon Go Twitter, yeah, it's how like much salt do you get out of that? By oh the way, oh my God! I, I it's uh, it is a, an unending salt mine. Trust me. Uh, but look, we want to talk to you guys uh, about whether or not you agree with that assessment or not. I, I mean, you know, part of Limit Break Radio has always been, you know, we we have open phone lines and we allow you guys to call in and be a part of the show and allow you guys to express your opinions. Now, it doesn't mean that we're necessarily going to agree with you. Uh, you know, if there's something that we disagree with, we're likely to give our own opinion. I mean, if history is to be believed. And tell you you're wrong. Yeah, well. And yell at you. Might be part of it i mean and call you bad names like squall loves dick i don't think we ever went that i don't think we ever went that route no i don't think we threw any like cheap shots no well i mean we said he had a stroke a bunch of time (laughs) (laughs) that was before he called in and talked to us to our face kidding obviously and then we confirmed you uh so uh yeah we we definitely want to hear from you and uh we'll uh we'll be reading your emails because we haven't we haven't read emails (laughs) 
God, we you know we used to actually dedicate an, an entire, entire show, an entire like episode hour. to doing uh, just emails, emails and, and fumfuls. You know, <laughs> fumfuls. I love fumfuls. I miss fumfuls. Yeah, where's the fumfuls? Yeah, how come people don't send us fumfuls anymore? Oh, because yeah, no one's oh, playing. Yeah, that's right. You know what? I got a fumful. Hashtag fumful. We have no fumfuls ever. <laughs> Logged in to realize all there was to do was yokai watch event. Fumful, <laughs> fumful. Uh, by the way, man, it's so not cool. If you're wonder, if if you're newer to the show and you don't know that bit, that's hashtag fmffl. Uh, if you've got some Final Fantasy fail that you want to share, uh, tag it with hashtag fmffl. We uh, occasionally will peruse that hashtag and uh, see what you guys have left us, and we'll uh, read it for you on the show. But uh, let's let's actually spend some time on this episode reading emails because again we haven't done this in a long time and we've had a lot of emails in the last couple of weeks so uh who wants to start us off here with our first email from uh hell asgar i will all right go ahead get down past this all right here we go hello lbr crew after last week's episode about dissecting the differences between ff11 and ff14 i wanted to provide some input as a recently returning player to ff11 to make a long story shorter a friend and i were farming a coffer in temple of ugalapet last night for those unfamiliar with ff11 temple of ugalapet is a tonberry hell dungeon temple of ugly people say right uh of course temple of ugalapet 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 what about this game was it had just impossible to pronounce words? Uh, well, we never we, Excabard. We never we never Excabard. we never have characters who come Speak, along pronounce yeah, who come along and and say it definitively. So it's all kind of always up in the air. Remember when like we pronounced Curthus as like Curthius or something? Curthus. Curthus. Yeah. Curthus. Well, I remember like looking up like the Japanese text of it to see like how it was like supposed to be sounded out for different things in eleven. <laughs> Oh, good job, nerd. That's that's how. By the way, that's how you find out that it's bestook. <laughs> you're a you're a bestook. Nice job. Anyway, we farmed the key and began searching all the possible coffer locations. We narrowed it down to one possible location behind two doors that required two separate keys to open, and the keys are consumed on use. We left corridor after corridor full of dead tonberries, searching for both keys. Everyone's grudge is now a one shot to either of us at level sixty. Finally, we found both keys only to discover five to six higher level Tomberries who aggroed us as soon as we opened the door. We were dead and I knew it. My friend and our trust while tanking the room, my friend and our trust began tanking the room while I searched for the coffer. I found it and traded my coffer key. Your inventory is full. <laughs> Fuck. I dropped some pots of honey and began to trade again. Verlin receives Tonberry coat. Your inventory is full. Fuck. Oh my At this God. point, the Tonberries had ripped through my friend and our trust and were now attacking me. I dropped some fire crystal and traded the coffer key again. This time I got it. My AF body piece. The Tonberries stabbed me to death before I could make it three steps. Mission accomplished. In most games, death means failure 100% of the time. In FF14, you die in a dungeon, trial, or raid, then you are bad and brought the whole team down. If the whole party dies, it's a wipe. Outside of the orbs and Ultima's ballad, I can't really think of a place where you can sacrifice yourself for your team but in ff11 even with the xp loss when you die sometimes completing the objective or helping your friend complete their objective is more important than surviving hell asgar of sargatanis that is that sounds like an fmffl to me no it's not no, he got he, the, he he got got the f body. that's amazing yeah, no he won what yeah, a great story everything leading up to it is horrible oh yeah like, well any <laughs> one of those had it, that just been the end of the story would have been a fumble. oh yeah yeah no but what an i think that that's an epic story and oh, yeah. i think it kind of encapsulates part of what we're talking about you know like i you know from my perspective you know my whole thing is like look i i, I can't 
first of all, there are there. I mean, I can't lay 100 percent of my demotivation for FF14. I can't lay 100 percent of that at Square Enix's feet. And I feel like that needs to be said in the interest of, you know, being transparent. Yeah, because I've got some very real time restrictions that uh, is happening in my in my life that prevents me from really devoting any amount of time to really any video game i think the most amount of time that i've spent playing a game outside of pokemon go is soul silver right because i'm you know like you can I, do it in the car or if you're in the passenger not while you're driving what, but what? you can do it wherever it's true, yeah, it, and and, and it, it's a game like I, you know. I I think a lot of people have heard me extol the virtues of remote play on the Vita and stuff like that. It, you know, there are still um, it, you know, there's still some very real like time yeah. restrictions that come along with that, and you know, your network has to be a hundred percent awesome. I'm talking about the the Vita to PS4 remote play, which I you know a lot of that has fallen off because I can't guarantee the quality of Wi-Fi while I'm at work, and it it has gotten frankly frustrating. But anyway, uh, like I said, this will be all be a lot easier when we can talk about what's sapping our time. Like yeah, when we can actually we'll, we'll finally talk, talk we'll, about that. It'll be great. Yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit later uh, in the show. Um, but you know, suffice it to say, like those real lifetime constraints, uh, you know, they are what they are. But at the same time, there, you know, when when I would have time constraints that would take me away from FF11, I felt like I was losing out on something by not being logged on. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like every day that I didn't log on, I was like, I missed an opportunity. Yeah. Right. I don't feel that way about 14. And the fact that I don't feel that way about 14 was sort of like that's that's the thesis of uh, (laughs) of the last episode and sort of what what we're talking about in this discussion here. I don't know why I feel so opposite of you. I feel like in 11, I didn't miss much because like the same NMs I missed today will also pop tomorrow. Like there was nothing I missed in 11 because there were no tomes to cap that if I didn't cap, they were literally gone for the week. Like there was none of that in 11 and 14. I feel like if I'm not logging in, I'm like, shit, I missed my roulette. I might not cap this week. Fuck, I need to log in. Whereas in 11, I'm like, well, okay, I missed the spawn today. I'll just farm it tomorrow. Well, you kind of have the same thing, though, in 11, where you had, like, Dynamis, where you could only go once every so often. So if you missed it, that was another day you had to wait later. Yeah, but the thing is, is that my link shell did Dynamis literally every three days. So if I missed one, I was not too heartbroken about it. Mm. And and Nero was a lot more comfortable with missing being a Dark Knight in 11. And in 14, (laughs) Dark Knights just don't miss as much. Oh, fun. Zing. Oh, wow. Forget it old school. Yeah. Forgot about those. <laughs> Swing and a miss. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, no, I maybe it was maybe it was the fact that I didn't have you know like uh, a link shell that I felt like I could rely on for any sort of end game activity because like I really did feel like if I missed out on it, it was that was it. You know what I mean? Like, maybe my link shell was going today. Maybe they weren't. And it was sort of a crapshoot of what I could do when I logged on. But that was sort of like, that was also kind of the adventure of it, too. Like, hey, let's see what shouts are going on. And maybe I can do an assault today. And I I mean, like, dude, I definitely lagged behind in my progression on 11. But again, I I, I just, I, I, part of it, part of it is I'm trying to, 
figure out why I don't feel as you know uh, you know the pull as much with 14 being forced to step away i mean i i I got a lot of people saying like oh you should just quit you should just quit why do you just just quit yeah don't even don't even there's nothing else to do in the game don't even fight why why even play why why play the game why even do your show well okay first of all first of all uh, for anyone that made that suggestion i think that you forget that i I stayed hanging on through this game all the way through 1.0 and I stayed contributing to the community all the way through 1.0 until the server was taken down right like my contributions through gamer escape and through uh through Aetherite radio you know it I have been active in every single era of this game and there's no way that just a down period or being disappointed with the content is going to make me say, fuck it, I'm done. I'm going to pack my gear and go home. It's just not going to happen. I think you're just I think you're forgetting who you're talking to because do you need I've been this- I've been here. I, I've been here. So I didn't go anywhere to begin with. All right. So that's that's the first thing. And the second thing is that I really do believe that criticism is one of the ways to make things better even if it's difficult to hear even if it's frustrating to hear even if you don't agree with it that having having critical discussions about points like this and in points like this where there is you know, and it's, and it's not just me. It's it, there's a lot of people who are feeling it right now. There's this lull in content that you know you got to talk about it. You have to talk about it because if you're not talking about it, Square Enix isn't going to take any feedback from that. If we just say, "Oh, well, we're just not going to do LBR this week," what do, what good does that do anybody? Right? Although, Nothing. I th- but I think that Phoenix Games has a point when he says that part of the reason we might not feel the pull as much is because we're older, we have lives, we understand priority, and that we know that games cannot be our full priority in our life. And so that because of that, we don't feel the pull. I can tell you when I'm in college, that's all I cared about. I didn't have any other priorities. I would go to class, come home and play. And that was literally all I would do. And I didn't give a shit about anything else. Yeah, but I I, do think that that's part of it. I mean, if we were if we were 15 playing this game right now, I do think our outlook on this would also be different. It might be, but I mean, I think, you know, that's why we put it out there last week to any, you know, any 15 year olds or anyone who is, you know, this is their first MMO and and they have the first MMO syndrome. Like, I would love to hear from you guys because, you know. You're absolutely right. And we admitted that, that it might be rose colored glasses. It might be first MMO syndrome and it might be age. That's all very true. But at the same time, like I'm I'm also uh, I feel compelled by other games in a way that I don't feel compelled by 14. And that's not nostalgia or time like i feel more compelled by pokemon go in the last couple of weeks i felt more compelled before this by dark souls to keep playing it than i have for 14 and so you have to admit at some point when you're running up against that inside yourself like at at what point do you just say damn like I just don't un- I, like I, I, I you just have to embrace and admit like I am really just not motivated to play 
FF14. And I think I think admitting that is way more honest than coming out here and doing the show and going, yeah, you know, I'm still really into FF14. I'm go do those yokai fates. Yeah, right. Like get the weapon. You know, I feel like that would be extremely disingenuous. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not prepared to do that. I'm not prepared to hold back any of my criticism. We did that for six years with FF11. And I, I mean, I will be the first to admit it. I've I've talked about this a bunch of times. We tried to be a cheerleader for that game. We tried to represent that game and put our best foot forward and really try to be a community and a community source and all of these other high-minded things. No, that, don't flash back! That... that you know, I think I think some of the audience ends up putting that expectation there, and you know, and and not unfairly because we had really tried to do that in our FF11 days, but it didn't get us anywhere, right? Like at the end of at the end of that road, at the end of all of that, we had one appearance by Square Enix by the community team on the show, and it was a great interview, and those guys are awesome, and they're always welcome back, but. When you weigh that up against the, the having a good show, the yeah, ha, well, having a good show, having an entertaining show, and the amount of slippage that that game went through, and that we didn't talk about, like just the the backsliding and the decline of FF eleven, the amount the amount of times that we didn't talk about it. I uh, to me was I thought that was a problem and there's just no way that you're going to that, that that's going to be this show like I'm not going to take that I'm not going to miss that opportunity again so I mean you know for for all those people that are just like oh pack it up in Euro you're done you're clearly you don't like you don't like this game and no you know what that's not true I love this game and the fact that I'm sitting here still continuing to think about it and criticize it and be engaged with it, I think that says it all right there. Uh, so let's go to our phone lines. We've got Shinta Sin from Ultros hanging on. Shinta, what's going on, man? Hey, long time no talk. Yeah, how you doing? It's been a while since we've heard from you. Oh, I mean, I, it's, you, you know, you have your things going on, like with your job and whatnot, which, by the way, congratulations for. But yeah, Thank I you. recently had like a lot of stuff come down the pipeline and work for me as well and it's gonna it's gonna lower for me so actually getting back into the normal swing of things like i used to so right well and well you know and one of the things that i keep thinking on uh, thinking about is i you know i'm coming off unemployment i was coming off 20 weeks of unemployment and even in in those 20 weeks you know when i was gauging my enthusiasm in the amount that i was playing i mean yeah it's a lot more than i'm logging in now but it still wasn't as much as it could have been or the amount of free time that i had and oh no i, I totally get you you know what i mean like and and that i think is is uh, for me that's partially frustrating because you know i i i think i would have liked to be that enthused or that engaged uh in that time but uh anyway yeah. i Shinta, mean yeah. the ironic thing is like our situations are really not that far apart like i played final fantasy 11 for nearly a decade mm-hmm. and i was also a dark knight main so you know the struggles of you know doing any anything for the most part there were pretty real yeah do you and miss it what was that do you miss it honestly 
it's a love hate relationship, and the reason as for that it was is for that, so yeah, many. And, and, it, and the game, the, yeah, game, it's true. the game in general was great. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but a game is also made on its player base, yeah. and I've had my share of dealing with the best of people, which I'm still friends with to this day from that game. Sure, and then I've dealt with a lot of assholes. And oh, like, yeah, well. Of course, yeah. of course. I mean, but that's the same in every MMO. But the game itself was great. And do I miss the game? Yeah, I completely miss the game. If you know, if, if it was up to me, I totally would spend more time as much as I used to back in the day uh, playing that game. Like I loved that I had my I had my apocalypse. I had everything going on for my yeah. Dark Knight for the most yeah. part. Uh, but you know, and then you know, this game came along. You know, fourteen, and I. I, t- I totally get you because like the shift from 11 to 14 is kind of drastic because 14 I-, I call it disposable content because like the content is made and then something else is made to make everything else inferior or really not needed right and the only time that would be needed is if they do some stupid thing where they make you go do face for a goddamn relic weapon but you know that's besides the case whereas Final Fantasy 11 didn't really have you know that basically you can go play you could you could still go do sky mm-hmm. like probably to this day i imagine uh yeah. i have not played the game you you can solo it yeah i, I can confirm it's not this. it's not nearly as fun or as like rememberable no. memorable as it was it's not right. but but anymore ff11 isn't supposed to be right like i think what what and what's kind of remarkable and and kind of cool that the ff11 dev team has done is that they've sort of they've turned that you know aging game into a theme park like you get to (laughs) i mean good way to put it welcome to vanadeal land it's sort of it sort of is but i mean like it it it, it it like it took so long to get there that now it's justifiable. There's so little people uh, who are logged on that if they tried to maintain that old structure, that it would it, there would be no way that the game would be able to function. Okay, but right. what's what's interesting and and I, I guess a little bit tangential to your point. But well, it, I, I didn't get to the point just yet. And I'm sorry for being long winded with that, but keep going. Well, I, I, I was just going to say, uh, now we're all mixed up. Why don't you? Why don't you go first? No, and, you go first, and then I'll I'm, figure out where re- the hell I am. So, like when you play, when you decide to play an MMO, uh, it basically has its set development plan, the way that the game plays, like its content. And you either have to, you, you either love it or you hate it. And if you hate it, it's one of those things where, you know, you're just going to probably, you know, either not log in as much, maybe even quit the game. And this is not me saying you should quit the game, by the way. It's just one of those things that just happens when you, you know, engage yourself in content that, you know, you don't have to. You usually have to end up, you usually end up questioning yourself. And it was the same basically for me. Like, mm-hmm. I got to a point where with Final Fantasy fourteen. I only logged in every Tuesday and Thursday to run with my static. Now, the static broke up, and now I'm in a situation where it's like, all right, so what do I do? Do I jump servers and try to engage other people with rating? Do I try to, you know, maybe just do something else? Do I have to level, should I level another job to occupy my time? Like, it's just one of those things where Square Enix is going to listen up until a point, but... I guess like after years of playing this game, I kind of know what to expect myself 
from this particular development path. I know that I'm going to get a 24 man dungeon. Then I know I'm going to get uh, some, you know, more dungeons to, you know, cap out whatever ESOs will be now into the future. Well, but I I'm think going, I and, think that's and, and yes, it's bland. It is completely bland, and I don't I don't really support them doing that because it's just very repetitive and it's a lazy way of developing because it's just like okay, so six months from now we have to develop a new 24 man raid, and then six months from now we have to go ahead and develop a new end game raid. Like it is lazy development, and while they have put in bits and pieces of new content, it's they don't support that at all. Like. Uh, I forgot what the hell that imitation sky thing was. Diadem. Diadem. Yeah, Diadem. Yeah, I don't see. I don't even engage in it so much. I don't even know what the name of it is. Like they don't really support that actively anymore. And I mean, it's just one of those things where I. I mean, I have to now question myself. And you guys run a radio show. You guys have a great community, by the way. And I know that this is like your livelihood. Uh, you should. I'm, I'm not saying what you should do, but there's definitely something that you know fuels you to actually care about this game so much that i'm sure that you guys can definitely think of something especially with everyone that you have supporting you and people do agree with you and i do agree with you as well it's not something that i'm completely disagreeing with right but i mean it's like how you said to be getting the fault doesn't entirely lie with square enix but at the same time, they do have a particular point of responsibility to keep us engaged. Otherwise, they're not getting subs. So but I want to ask I mean, you as well as everybody else, but mostly Shinta since you're the caller right now. Um, do you actually want a game like Eleven where if you weren't logged in, you'd feel like you missed something? Like if you missed a Nidhogg, oh shit, I've got to wait. Like with the way that with how with with how our lives are, with the fact that you want to play other games, like I can tell you playing FF11, I never played another video game ever because i had to spend all of my time on 11. so now with the way 14 is structured you can log in a couple days do your raid and then play another game like i i don't think i I would ever want another game where i would have to if i if i wasn't logged in in a particular point of time like if i wanted to go play the witcher or metal gear solid i'd be like well fuck, i'm gonna miss so much content in 14 if i do that that i never play any other games and i'm not entirely sure that i want that and to, and you, you're absolutely right as far as like how real life is nowadays. If I committed myself right now to a game that I did back in 11 where I was also in an H&M shell just like you and I had to keep my DKP up in order to get the points and everything like that, I probably with the responsibilities I have right now go crazy. But at the same Even time, being in college, with 14, like I would just never get to play another game. Like, wouldn't you? Right. Like, I just don't think that 14 should be that. I don't think 14 should be that to the extent that 11 was, but at the same time, I feel like that the work that you put into 14 should have some sort of meaningful purpose for a little bit longer than maybe three to four months. That's my personal take on it. But the thing is with 11, like when you had those times where you didn't play and you missed out on something, that sacrifice, that loss made the things that you did get worth more to yes. you. You felt better about the things you did get because yes. you, you but, know you couldn't, you had to make the choice to put in the work to get them and sacrifice something exactly. else. Exactly. When, when, you when your reward structure is so ubiquitous that it is just an assumption of, of an amount of time that you've put in to be able to get that accolade, then it takes something out of the journey of 
getting it, right? Like if you've got a camp in NM and that NM is on a whatever spawn, you know what I mean? Like there's a there's an intrinsic story to your character of getting that item. Can you tell a story about any of the items that you're wearing on 14? I, I, I mean, I can't. It was just, oh, I got it in tomes and yay. Even your relic. Yeah, I, I mean it's. Ju- I did the quest exactly. Like I, know, I, I finished. I, I finished that that pre-prescribed linear thing, and I'm just but one I can of tell the you many. Right now, if there was any system in this game where we had to take a, a group of even eight people and where you had to kill the mob eight times so that every single person in your party got one and then of course it's going to be the eighth person's turn and everyone has to go to bed and you say fuck like that's the same thing with like pony farming it, it, it's horrible and the thing is this ho- that exists pony farming is exists you can have a story for that kind of it's, drops but it's but meaningless every, it's meaningless drop in this game like oh I gotta go get the O hat I gotta go get the O coats I gotta go sure. get my leaping lizzie boots but, you're literally sitting there competing and you never get the item and you never get the drop and then everyone goes to bed it's horrible and i would probably quit a game like that in this day and age but, i would never play it but ponies are also one of the only things in this game that people show off with any pride yeah because of the true. work that went into getting them. it is true and putting up with the shittiness it and is it, i don't even do it until they up the drop rates because it's it's so well that, that's fair I, but the I people who have ponies show them off and you actually look at you like wow that like project works like, why does every mmo have to have have to be like that like i don't have the time or the interest to commit that much time into grinding and horribly hating myself for not getting drops like i don't want a game like that that's one of that was the compelling reason for me to keep playing an mmo when there's no like the other the other side of that nika is that everything is ubiquitous all of the rewards are the same and nothing means anything I don't know. I feel like raid gear means something. I to only t- if you want to raid. Only if you want to raid. Well, That's I know people it. Who don't raid that see people in raid gear and they're like, oh, I wish I could do that. That's so cool. Like their gear looks so cool. Their gear, like they're. They I've have never. That. I don't feel. I have never. Cool. Never heard anyone say that even once. So I prefer like when people first start beating the final tier of each section. Like when A four was first beaten, and then when A eight was first beaten. I see, I did see a lot of people saying, "Oh, that's so cool!" Like they beat the final raid on here. They've oh, hey, weapon. look, they've got the same gear that I have for doing something that took a quarter of the work, but they can dye it the funky blue color. Wow, that's really awesome. Tone gear in the um oh you mean like the prototype gear? Yeah. Before I can two months down the line. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean it, like I said, it's ubiquitous. It doesn't like it, it none of it feels like an actual reward. And, and and I mean I have I feel like if you rated though, you would have a different opinion. Because I, I feel like every time we get a drop from a raid, it feels like a legit reward. Hmm. I mean, that's especially when we get like the same drop three weeks in a row. And then the next week, you finally get something useful. It's like, holy fuck, we finally got something good for our group. And you kind of take and even if it's not for you, I feel like as a group, we kind of have group reward. Well, like, I never I never felt that in the entirety of my uh, uh, rating in 2.0. I don't know. I did. I definitely didn't. And and again, and I'm all I'm saying is I'm just admitting that I don't like I'm not. It's not it, it, that's not a, an indictment of the game. I'm just saying, like, I I don't feel that. And as an MMO player, like, don't you kind of want to like, isn't that the emotion that you kind of want to elicit in an MMO player? Because that's the reason I started playing MMOs, right? Like, I I started at, like the, the reason that MMOs kept me was because, man, I, like when I wasn't there, I felt like a 
like like a piece of me wanted to be there you know what i mean like i left a little piece of me with my avatar when i walked away from the computer and i really liked that feeling it helped absorb me into the world that i was trying to add to also i felt like i was making an impact on the world sometimes and i just don't ever feel those things in ff14 and i don't know and and i'm totally willing to say that that's that it's it very well may be a problem with me right that just may be where i'm at in my life but i feel like i've got to say it out loud and the thing is is when i do other people seem to agree that's what i was about to say our chat talk about being split down the middle on the subject yeah Holy cow. Yeah, and I do agree with the people saying that raid gear, I feel like, should be a little bit better or stand out a little bit more. Um, But I just feel like that because this game is a tight group of eight people rather than a link shell of 80 people, that when we do defeat something, we feel the accomplishment as a team. And that, to me, makes me feel good enough to want to keep playing. You mentioned earlier talking about, like, in 11, you didn't feel like that if you didn't log in for a day, you didn't miss anything because the NMs would still be there tomorrow. I kind of have like the the well, it a problem with the same I mean, thing. I look at something in fourteen right now. Like if I look at any lore piece, I can say, "Great, I need this many lore tomes," which means I need to log in this many times and do this many dungeons to get it. I can plan it out in a week. I don't feel like I've missed anything there. Whereas in eleven, if I'm going for Shikigami weapon and I want my my summoner coat, whatever the hell it was called, Yin Yang robe, I it's a twenty one to twenty four hour spawn. I lose the spawn time if I don't do it. And I, I only have a such and such chance of getting it, even no, I if see, I claim yeah. it. I see and, what you're and, saying and, with and, that stuff, but I just I don't know. I feel well, look, like and and no one no one is saying get rid of the 14 that we have and no. replace it with this. What and what I've been asking is, can you do both? Square Enix and Yoshi P has made some attempts to try to do both in Diadem. And in Deep Dungeon. And I don't know that they've worked. Why haven't they worked? And what would work? Like, what structurally would work from that era? Because I feel like there are mechanics that that could transfer over. And then there's just shit that would never be able to work. Right? Like, I feel like that is a completely valid discussion. That's a completely valid question to be asking, given where I feel I'm at with, uh, you know, with with my motivation on 14. Uh, and again, I, I feel like if I don't admit it, that I'm being disingenuous or someone's going to feel like I'm lying or like that I'm trying to to fake it. And I, I don't you know, like I don't want to fake my enthusiasm for 14. I don't want to fake my engagement with this game. And I don't want to come out here and lie to you people. I just don't. And I think I think this is something that we've seen like before. Uh, people were talking about how they've gone back and listened to our old episodes. And yeah. if you listen like from the first episode onwards for the FF14 show, we have periods where we're high on the game. We have yes. periods where we're low on the game. Absolutely, it's, it's just it goes up and down. We're in a bit of a low period right yeah, now. Well, we'll it's de- yeah, we'll flow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I, I th- and I, but the thing is, is I, I mean, like I feel like it's been. It's been a little bit low for the entirety yeah. of Heaven's Word, which yeah. sucks. It had a brief high period that like deep sucks for me. Um, no, it had a brief high period when Heaven's Word came out. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And then it's kind of and then two weeks later, <laughs> not even two weeks. It was high for. I'm, I'm 
giving them a little benefit of the doubt. Okay. Like two yeah. weeks, roughly. Maybe a week and a half. Depends on how quickly you level. I thought, I thought the high period was about a month, honestly. Yeah, I'd say it was a good month. Because it took a while for, like, because they released the game, then they released normal mode, then they released savage mode, and I feel like that, that you know, all of that was about a month of us kind of learning the new, how they were going to do this. I'd say a month. That was terrible. It just made the whole opening of Heaven's Word drag out so right, but hard. but we weren't feeling that at the time. <laughs> Now we see that. Hmm. Yeah. Nerd, uh, Nerd Word in the chat says that like a lot of people romanticize it because it was their first MMO, but for most of us, I don't think it was. It was definitely not. It wasn't mine. It was it definitely was, not. I. You say it no. wasn't your first one. You spent that much time investing. Oh, it was, absolutely. No, that was. It was the first MMO that I. I mean, that I really invested like. God, like 10 years or something in. But sure. I, I, it's not, that was not the first MMO that I had ever gotten to like endgame with. Yeah, Ultima, for me. Ultima Online, I had definitely gotten to endgame and I was, you know, I was doing uh, their version of dungeons. I was killing dragons and stuff like that. Like I, I, I actually played, I had spent a lot of time in Ultima Online. Did you accumulate dragon kill points? Um, no, there were none of that. It was just, what? it was like a loot system. That was it. Yeah. Well, I mean like DKP, like for your link shell or whatever. It oh, was called. oh yes. Yes. <laughs> sure did. Uh, I don't even like admitting it, but I was a huge Ragnarok online player before. Oh, oh, oh. I tried to play that and then like my, it, know, it's hard. Like, it was hard to get into, quit. but I mean, uh, even before FF 11, I had, uh, spent time in Ashran's call Two. I had spent time with, uh, it's not quite an MMO. It was more like a visual chat program, but active worlds was another one. I remember that one. Yeah. Right. I uh, let's see. Uh, there, more uh, like inactive worlds. Am I right? Uh, EverQuest. Mm-hmm. I had, I, I I had, okay, I wasn't sure. I, I had a character on EverQuest. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was definitely not my first MMO, but it was the first MMO that really, really sucked me in and kept me there and held me. Yeah. Um, Ultima Online, interestingly enough, Ultima Online was not an MMO that I left willingly. That was another one where, you know, and we all go through this. Like, right now, I do have a lot of my real life invading my ability to play, and that happens, it doesn't matter what age you are i was 16 17 years old when that happened for the first time in ultima online but it took me out of ultima online long enough for me for the game to have moved on without me and for me to go i don't know how to i don't know what the fuck to do to catch up i don't i like it and that's not that was and i like it never really felt like a criticism or anything like i never felt like mad that i couldn't catch up i just felt like wow the game evolved without me and i thought like how cool that a game can do that right like it was one of those where yeah you just you leave you you know if you leave for long enough you lose enough of the context that's bad business model nowadays that's why 14 in a lot of current mmos are not like that at all because you don't want a new player or someone to leave for so long and come back and feel so lost they can't catch up and they quit which is kind of what 11 became after a while so I mean, you want your current players to feel like none of their stuff they do even matters and they can quit and then come back whenever they want right I don't, I don't and, then, and then new players are just handed the shit but i'm saying for a business model but i don't think 11 did do that i think like once no. you were level 75 you had or could at least have your entryway into any end game well, content like that after the level cap started raising i feel like 
Uh, sure, but well, I mean that's, that, like that's six years. Nine, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a long I, time into the release. You know what, uh, uh, Nika? Any more? Like honestly, when you go back and look at it, I think that the changes that they had made to FF11 were necessary given the dwindling population, and I think it was more reactionary because uh, you know that Probably game right. that game was a bit more broken than we realized towards the end before they made some of those major XP adjustments with like oh, Abyssia yeah. and stuff like that. It was very difficult for anyone who. Who had not already committed a significant amount of time to be able to play that game and it was definitely definitely not new player friendly at all so i feel i feel like you know a lot of those changes were absolutely reactionary and had to happen for that game to even be a viable game as a game not even an mmo but a viable game as a game oh the by the way shin to sin thank you for your call we appreciate it if you want to call limit break radio limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 limit slash discord kooky stand by to take your call what by was the that? way i was, I, was gonna say, I still got this image in my head of Vanadio Land, the theme park, which I think we definitely need to make into a video series. Because I want a roller coaster where you pass by Sky and it's like, and here we have the world of yesterday where you can still see 12 Dragoons sitting on the sideline waiting to get rotated into the party so they can attack with their sword one time. Huzzah! That's definitely... You know, I played 11 yesterday and I actually yeah. went up to Sky for whatever reason. Just a little god? No, oh. uh, because actually there were people farming for Despot. Are you kidding? There was someone so chain pulling the amazing. entire, all the groundskeepers and AOEing them down. I'm like, huh. Wow. I actually, the last That's time, amazing. the last yeah. time I had logged on to FF11, I had a full sky pop set and I just went out and blew Kieran out. For, my, I was in my first night uh, streaming 11 by myself. I went up, farmed all the gods and then farmed Kieran. Yeah. And I'm like, this I mean, we is did amazing. that together too. We, we went up and like, we killed Kieran before he even summoned any of the gods it was yeah. ridiculous uh, me and uh when when chase was playing with me him and i tried to duo absolute virtue our first night back oh wow how did great. that go uh we did really well until he started just benedictioning and okay like, oh yeah, yeah wait we're never yeah. gonna be able to get past no, this yeah, yeah. Is this easy mode oh God. you just have to bring a white mage with you to benediction within five seconds right? yeah exactly <laughs> well actually that's what it is I, I held it on my beast master while he went back to switch over to white mage <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, FF11. Good times. Yeah. Uh, all right. Who wants to take this next email from Arkari Lyburn? Anyone? Nika? I went first. Nika? Nika? Um, I can't. I just have to scroll down. I found it. Okay. I can do it. There you go. Okay. Uh, I was scrolled up way far. All right. Here we go. Dear LBR, Akari Lyburn from Cerberus here. I've been listening for pretty much over a year. However, as I'm in Ireland and our time zones don't match, I usually end up listening on YouTube during the week at work. Firstly, i just like to say thank you for keeping it real. I've seen lots of white knights for this game, but it is sadly and objectively going down the shitter. For me, this is incredibly hard to stomach. FF14 was my first MMO, here we go, which I started at the open beta. I've been with my FC for the last two-ish years, and I've made friends for life through it. I talk to my static more than I do real-life friends sometimes, and the camaraderie we have is amazing. However, one thing that is totally not amazing is how boring this game has become. Of course, you're going to get the people who are saying, OMG, you're not making the most of the game. And you know what? They may be right. Maybe I should be going into DDM three times a week and rolling my face on the keyboard. Maybe I should be trying to further my solo file and Palace of the Dead every evening before bed. I just, I don't know. At this stage, hopefully with the next expansion, the game could be rejuvenated. As unimpressed with the game as I currently am, I still hold out hope for that. 
Raiding is probably the only thing that's binding me to this game at the moment. And at that, the last raid tier really burned me out. During A3 Savage as a European, before the European servers were released, highlighted or before released was the absolute bullocks. That's all I have to say about that. They've given me hope with Midas, but I'm not sure if the next tier will be as well thought out. But yeah, I digress. In a world of we wants and lackluster content, I enjoy listening to you guys. I enjoy the bitterness. I enjoy the rants. I enjoy the sarcasm. I'm not really sure why I wrote this email apart from just wanting to wish you guys well with everything. I hope whatever plans you guys have for future of LBR materializes, I'll continue on listening. All the best, Dan or Akari Libran of Cerberus. Thank you. Yes. As an individual of the homosexual variety, I have the biggest fucking crush ever on a Nero. <laughs> He says, get gay, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Gay! PPS, shout out to the FC, Cult of Cactuar on Cerberus. Specifically, Derby, Rig, Psycho, Ka, Lil, Dragon, and Nyx. They're the best, even if they won't bite the bullet and give F11 a try with me, feckin' wankers. I think uh, I feel like thanks, this guy wrote thanks, that, I feel like he wrote that email for the kind of the same reason that you've done this and kind of the same place that I'm at where I'm just like, this game's boring. And I just need to say it. Yeah. I feel like I just, I just feel better now that I've said it. Yeah. Like, I logged in the other night to try to do something, walked out of my house, and I was just like, I don't want to do Fates, so I'm going to go home. FF11 needs to get gut and have the Dragoon kill that Wyvern and not keep it as a pet. <laughs> Dragoons don't keep Wyverns as pets. They kill them. <laughs> no, they kill bad ones in 11 lore, you jerk. <laughs> They kill uh, they kill fallen wyverns. Thanks, thanks, Scape Death, uh, and also thanks, Arkari. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, so, Nero, are you going to get gay? I <laughs> don't think I am. Okay, I've never really. Felt, I'm told it's a choice. Uh, it, it, I mean, it it is. I mean, <laughs> no, I don't it's know. Not. I mean, <laughs> queer. May, may, maybe, maybe I can just choose to be gay. Maybe, maybe Why not. I don't know. Uh no I no nah, I've never never had the compulsion to stick a dick in my mouth so oh, mm. <laughs> fair enough it's not a thing not even your own no no oh, I mean like it's not just not a thing I mean I don't know maybe if you got it close enough to my face that's just what would happen naturally but I don't oh think so God. I mean I don't know though I've never been in that situation yeah. are you saying you want me to put my dick near your mouth no that's not what I'm saying but you- I don't know what would happen if you did I'm got to be honest. It's fair. I'm Thanks. scared. Thanks, Arkane. <laughs> As someone who went through that, that phase was, in life, don't worry. Weird. You would know. <laughs> okay. All right. No, that's that's reaffirming, I suppose. Yeah, don't worry. You know. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks. Appreciate that. You learn <laughs> you learn something new every episode of Limit Break Radio. It's true. I learned true. something today. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, all right. Well, this uh, next email, boy, this is, wow, this is a long one. All right. Because we can't have Jux to take that one. Yeah, yeah I don't want that. All right. Oh, my gosh. It's like four pages. <laughs> really? All right. This is going to be like fun. Three, three Here we pages. Go. <clears throat> okay. Greetings, LBR folks. Wanted to chime in regarding your topic for last week, comparing FF11 to 14, the differences, similarities, and etc. This is a long email, as I have lots and more to say on the subject. So, if you don't want to read it on air, totally understood. I know All you right, try so to keep the email, email segment email. pithy. I just really wanted to get this off my chest. All right. As a fellow FF11 vet, Rip Pandemonium, I have been feeling the same thing about FF14 for a while and, in fact, recently walked away from the game. Not sure if it's for good, but it's at least till they make some, uh, in my opinion, much-needed changes. With Yoshida's track record since 3.0, that could be a while, or never, so I'm not holding my breath. You raise the question of why it is you're struggling to find inspiration to log into 14. The funny thing is, you already indirectly answered that question way back in the FF11 days. Listening to some of those old episodes, the passion you all had for 11, even with all its flaws, was undeniable. It came through the speakers. You didn't have to say, we love FF11. It was obvious just by listening to you. The enthusiasm was was genuine. 
a favorite most of the time that was true that i i mean i know that i did say earlier in the show that you know we we did fluff up uh our opinions sometimes for ff11 but most of the time through the bulk of that show i would say that that was true a favorite moment of mine was when campaign battle was still pretty new and Nero couldn't rip himself away from it even while doing a show. You all were trying to get him to focus on the show and he's yelling out as only Nero can. What? What, what did uh, I, only he, you he, can he, yell it. He wants you to yell it. Oh, I'm supposed to. Oh, oh okay. as only a Nero can. I, oh my god! I don't. It, I, oh. It's a Gobu Hero Hunter. Oh yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Gobu Hero Hunter. It was as funny a moment <laughs> at that time. That still terrible. is. And completely understandable. Yeah, I tried. Campaign was amazing. It was like Fates, only more fleshed out, better incentivized, and better integrated into the larger story and setting. It was fun content that remained active and relevant for months after it was introduced. With FF11, you couldn't pull yourself away from the game even while doing a podcast for it, even several expansions into its service. Meanwhile, not even one full expansion into 14, you're already struggling to find motivation to even log in despite doing a podcast for it. And it seems to have been the case for some time now. That's pretty damn telling. But why? Well, again, I refer to the FF11 era LBR. In one of the 11 shows, Callow summed up why FF11 and its community were so rare and special in a sentence. He said, to paraphrase, the community has said, we don't want a game on a plate. We want to work for it. He was 100% correct. And I think that that was, I think that was true then. And I think, you know, for, for those of us, uh, I, I'm just going to speak for myself, but I, I, that's one of the things that I think about a lot in terms of comparing FF11 and 14 is that, you know, in 11, it really did feel like we didn't want things just handed to us. And I don't, also looking back on it, I don't want to sit for 24 hours to maybe claim an MM to maybe get a drop. I don't want that either. That's not worth it. Nika, there boring. was more to FF11's endgame than just Seriously. camping H&M's. Jesus. Not really. Yes, oh, my salvage! Oh, my God. Are you oh fucking God. kidding me? I admitted salvage and assault were great. I, I, for, look, for as much as I have to admit to wearing rose-colored glasses when talking about 14, oh. or uh, when talking about 11, Nika, can you admit that you're absolutely wearing blinders when it comes to 11? Well, I have a lot of fond memories of 11. I really no, do. No, but every time you talk about it you always harp on the fact that all you uh, i don't want to camp ground kings again with which one douches that was uh, if that's all you did that's okay that's fine fine whatever log in and do assault whenever i wanted because if there was a ground king window open and i wasn't there i was getting my ass booted that was your link oh my god every link no wonder you hated 11 jesus yeah your link show was off you played that game wrong god I was in like four or five different link shells where if you were like people would actually go in different link shells because, you know, you could only have one equipped at a time so you can hide because people would get like if if you were on the game and not there, you would get minus DKP, do it enough times you were out. Well, I don't know. I see in those in 11 days, I didn't join one of the ultra end game link shells ever. I I, I hated that way of playing the game. Yeah. And I don't have that. I don't have that memory, nor was was that ever the content that motivated me. So I think that that is uh, to to also kind of piggyback on that on this email. I think that's also remarkably telling about the depth of content, because here you are as a player focused solely on one end of the game that I never even really touched. But that I was still fully motivated to keep continuing to log in and play almost every day. 
I, I mean, that is still yeah. that's a hundred percent true. I, I, I mean, I'm just reading my feelings. Yeah, I didn't camp in H and M one time in ten no. years of playing the game. No, okay, no. But then you're also we're missing out on a lot of the content. No, but that's but an that's an, that's an opinion. But at the same time, though, when you stack up when you stack up the the sentiment eleven versus fourteen, I, I mean. Even even with you saying, hey, you're, you were missing a big part of the game, and you make that same argument about rating, there was still enough of a game there that kept me engaged right. that I wanted to keep logging in. Whereas with 14, there isn't. Because I know that I can just get, you know, like you can just get the rewards next patch anyway. Yeah. So well, without camping a single HNM, I had no problem getting to two years of logged in playtime. Like... There was plenty to do. Yeah, I, I, it's, I, I don't know what you're. I, I, I'm not sure what you're arguing at this point, Nika. Because I, I mean, the, the the fact of the matter is, is that it still kept me engaged. No, I'm not arguing that. But I'm saying that what a lot of people are saying they wanted to work for the gear list and all that shit required sitting around and camping things. And the thing is, no. 95% of the time you were camping things for the officers no. and the link shell and not for you. No, it so didn't. Yes. No, no, it didn't. No, I had gear lust after fucking salvage gear. I had gear lust after certain things I couldn't get out of assaults. Relics. I had gear lust for relics. I wanted it was not, it, yeah, dude, it was not unless, it, unless you had a link shell that was farming currency for you, good luck getting your relic. You probably still didn't get it even after 11 years playing yeah okay i got it you're 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 okay, not now it's different you're look <laughs> look you're, you're not different you're not entirely wrong but at the same time i'm measuring sentiment here i i, I mean it, it doesn't it just it doesn't stack up and 14 you can't deny that 14 falls absolutely flat on that count I, there's just you know if you're not if you're not raiding what the fuck else is there to do joe never says pvp all right fine pvp is a thing i, I just the, those things do not motivate me they're not things that i think about outside of the game there's no reason for me to think about it or to want to go after it the gear from it is not that uh, that phenomenal you know what i mean like I, I, dude i i thought i sat around and thought about o's coats for oh, for FF11. But Oak okay. was the same fucking shit just on a lower scale. Like you had to sit around for a couple hours for each pop window hoping you get it and then hope it drops. It was the same shit just on a lower scale. But by myself, I, I got Oak in, in a few weeks. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, I, so, I mean, uh, what are you what are you arguing against? The play style or the... Because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm arguing... So much they want to work for it, but when they think I'm about argu- working for it, it's sitting around doing nothing for three hours spamming Flash. Well, like, I'm arguing... That's not working for it. I'm mm-hmm. arguing the efficacy of the motivation behind the rewards. All right? You can, you can dissect and agree or disagree with whether or not the play style was there. But the rewards absolutely were. No, and I agree. No, I agree. I think that they need to take the the work that it takes to beat an endgame raid in 14 with the reward of 11. They have it backwards. <laughs> the, I, I, uh, but that's what that's what the the whole question that we've asked is, can you do both? Yeah, that's where we that's where we've started as like, can you do it? And, and how do it. you in a structure like 14? Because it is structurally very different. How can you even attempt to sort of recapture that same level of motivation or engagement? Because it was that I'm telling you, it was there in 11. And I, I, I'm not I think that's why I enjoy endgame rating in 14 so much is because it's real work. 
when I compare 11, like even though you got great rewards, I didn't find any enjoyment in sitting around spamming Flash for three hours. Whereas mm. actually figuring out strategy, teaming up with your people, trying, you know, making a little bit of progress, you know, you get like five seconds farther in the raid today. Progress, yay! And everybody feels good about it. Like that's what I enjoy with 14, that 11 was severely lacking. I feel like you just described like Naizu Isle, Salvage, yeah. Ein Harrier. Yeah. Like I, Ein Harrier had that. I will admit, Ein Harrier had that. But again, that didn't come till way later down the road. But yes, Ein Harrier was definitely. But I but I had those same moments. I had that moment when I was doing my airship battle the first time. Like, oh my god! Like that yeah. was that was two solid days of planning and trying to get that percentage bar one percent down further. Even even with stuff that was, I think. It was sort of uh, uh, assumed that you were going to get it at some point. The Rajas ring. God, I fucking oh, wanted man. the Rod. Every minute that I didn't have a Rajas ring, I I was irritated because I would just <laughs> check someone and they would have it. And you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing in this game that has ever made me feel like I ha- like I'm I. Oh my god, I'm going to get the jitters if I don't have it and I see somebody else with it again. That uh, that is a problem, and that's. You know, we've been identifying this problem for a while now, and I feel like, okay, we've we've established a, a, a solid pattern in content here with two expansions. It, we need to switch it up. And so and I don't think it's unfair to say, all right, well, what did 11 do well? And and again, it, Nika, you can you can harp on Ground Kings all you want, but there were a ton of other aspects to to 11. And I th- and, and I, I the, the that, multifaceted but... aspect of the game was part of what what I remember so fondly. No, about I, no it. I agree. There was a lot. A lot that came with Treasures of Ottergon is something that I remember very, very fondly. That expansion was very good. Um, however, when I, I just, I just, when I think back on my memories, most, like if you were in any hardcore endgame link shell, like it got to a point where even though ground Kings were a thing of the past and nobody in our link shell needed them anymore, we would claim them just so other link shells couldn't like the amount of competitiveness between link shells and 11 was so strong. Like I ended up with a black belt for my monk at level 10. My monk was level 10 and I had a black belt simply because we just didn't want other people to have it. It was ridiculous, and it was such a waste of time. I got a black belt like four weeks ago. It was great. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's with this email. Uh, Oh, yeah, email. Yeah, right. We're on this email. (laughs) That is how the community felt by and large, and it's the kind of experience FF11 delivered. Consistently, year after year, expansion after expansion. Many tasks could be frustrating, but they were also very rewarding to complete. It's what brought players uh, together to tackle otherwise insurmountable challenges. It's what made even the smaller victories feel so satisfying, because it wasn't handed to you on a plate. You had to earn it, and it was rarely trivial. This was true across the game, whether you rated or not. even traveling uh, the world couldn't be taken for granted. For example, I bet every one of you very clearly remembers your first trip to Juno, yeah. who you were with, and what happened along the way. And that's absolutely true. Yes, I do. Oh, I still remember mine, too. Uh, I actually don't remember mine. That's Hold your on. first no. trip to Juno, you monster. Nika, no, I don't. I I'm really going to call don't. shenanigans because I don't think you would have had time to walk to Juno <laughs> if you were camping H&M's. <laughs> No, I, I he makes a, you know he makes a good no he makes a good point Nika I mean Who it really it went, that was a that serious level. time investment oh level, my gosh. Level, actually level actually 18, my Nika most fond memories H&Ms. of 11 come from when I was like level 1 to 50 so I don't know what that says about the rest of the game but 1 to 50 I had a great time and then after that it was all done I, I did too I have a, dude I, I do too I, I like the early levels of that game I don't know there was some 
something incredibly and and again that may be the rose colored glasses or the nostalgia but there was something that was incredibly satisfying yeah. about the way that that game did progression you probably remember the feeling of finally entering the city for the first time the mix of relief achievement and awe that i do remember uh-huh you remembered it because it mattered, and it was a challenge to get there the first time. Vanadiel challenged you to safely navigate its wilds. You met that challenge, and it mattered. It wasn't just about getting to Juno itself, but also what it meant. Finally meeting players from other nations, obtaining your Chocobo license, access to new hunting areas, etc. Juno became our new home, at least until Otergon. Uh, things that are taken for granted in 14 were major milestones in 11. It's what made them precious and memorable. It's what made FF11 so much more lasting, engaging, and satisfying an experience. Many slash most of those achievements became stories shared with other players and likely still fondly remembered to this day. By contrast, 14 delivers almost none of those things. It is a game on a plate. Outside of endgame rating, which only appeals to a small percentage of players, nothing is rare or precious. Achievements are transient, milestones are meh, and goals are given. Uh, too much of the game is built around designed obsolescence. Nothing is built to last. Yeah, yeah. Even with all its warts and flaws, SC captured lightning in a bottle with 11. It was slash is an incredibly rich MMORPG experience, which even if in its current state still holds up in ways uh, 14 has yet to even attempt, much less achieve. Though far from perfect, my eight years in 11 was an ex- amazing experience. I'm grateful I got to have it, have it when I did and with whom I did. 14, on the other hand, I doubt I'll remember much at all about it years down the line. It'll join the blurry mass of other unremarkable MMOs I've played over the past 15 years. And that's sad. I don't think it had to be that way. Now, some in your audience would say 11 wasn't that good. You're just wearing rose colored glasses, yada, yada, yada. My preemptive retort to that bullshit. When a Nero couldn't pull himself away from FF11 during a podcast, that wasn't nostalgia goggles. That was a bit. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and interrupt pull that. The, pull the curtain. <laughs> Sorry. I hate it's, to. It was that, was a bit. A, that was a bit. We're, we're about to ruin it for this listener. I know. I'm, I know. I'm sorry. A, it was, but that was, that was There a is no sorry. way in hell a Nero would ever let someone play a game during the show. Except for maybe Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it made sense for the time, though, because the reason it was a bit, though, is because we were also addicted to it. It is true. So, yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't no, born out of nothing. That is that is actually a, a very good point, because at the time, dude, campaign was one of those things that was super compelling. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. And if your laptop could handle it, uh, doing that and <laughs> Skype at the same time, maybe you would have. I, yeah, I probably would have, but I think it also would have lit on fire if I tried to do that. Yeah, yeah so... Um, but yeah, it, that was it was definitely bad. So, um, sorry, I to, mm, the staff talking for hours about the fun things they were doing, the goals they looked forward to, etc. That wasn't rose color glasses. It was genuine enthusiasm for the game. When you're doing something you genuinely genuinely enjoy, and it comes through in most anything you say about that activity, that's not nostalgia goggles. So knock it off with that rose color glasses nonsense. It's a misnomer. And actually, an, another point that this just made me think of is back in the day, y'all after at the beginning of every episode would do your personal updates on what you were doing in the game. Yeah. And yeah. those were actually compelling because you were all doing something different, unlike 14, where you'd all be doing the same things, unless maybe you're rating. That's kind of actually a good point. You know, uh, I, yeah. we we did we stripped that segment out from from the 14 version. But Pretty never, early on. Uh, yeah, we we it did was, it in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. And that's why we well, stripped it, though. I we did it for like two episodes. No, I, rem- I remember saying, oh, yeah, I hit this level and I did this thing. Yep. I remember talking about it. Okay. Yep. We did it briefly in the 14 show, but and we stripped it And especially when I was doing the original coils, I remember tell- like updating which coil I had just beaten okay. that week. All right. Yep. Maybe we did. I It's tough to remember anymore. Yeah. But, uh, I, I mean, it is something that hit the cutting room for- floor fairly early. And that I, I never really even put together why that would have happened. But that's a really... I mean, that, that, that you, you just hit the nail on the head. Like, yeah, we would all just be saying the same shit. Yeah, we'd all literally say, oh, I worked on yeah. face. 
Uh, anyway, again, sorry this is so long. I was going to call in, but when I feel as strongly about something as I do uh, this, my brain races and it's difficult getting the words out. Most of the time, what I do say doesn't come out as well as it should. So, yeah. Again, even if you don't share it on the air, thank you for taking the time to read it for yourselves. Thanks for the great show. Stay awesome and all the best. Formerly Shan of Coral. Mitovo on Twitch. Uh, thank you very much for that email. Uh, Holy cow. Yeah, it seemed like they expressed themselves quite they're actually quite, quite well. eloquent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually had uh, Mitovo on um, uh, on the podcast or on the the my stream. Your yesterday. stream? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were chilling for a little bit. It was good. That's time. awesome. Uh, hanging out on eleven. Mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. That's cool. <laughs> the end. It's weird to hear you say that you were hanging out on eleven. Yeah. yeah well, it's you know I beat uh, spoiler alert, but uh, I beat myself up. I owned myself. Did you? Uh huh. What do you mean? Well. I don't know about anyone else, oh. but uh, I'm a god right now. I'm actually two gods. Okay. Uh, Nika hasn't gotten here yet. What? I don't oh, think oh, she's gotten this oh, far yet. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, you need to. Uh, never mind. Ne- never mind. <laughs> he, uh, she wasn't paying attention anyway. Don't worry about it, Nika. We- you didn't hear anything. Am I going to beat Nika? But, dude, that's super awesome. That oh, my God. That, that would be so funny. <laughs> isn't that part great, though? Yeah. That actually, whole story was, arc is awesome. Are you talking awesome. about in Rhapsodies? Yes. I didn't think oh, that they well, would actually you do show. All of, have you done Adeline and stuff, though, Jexta? He's gotten far enough in Adeline that he can continue with Rhapsodies. Oh, He's not oh, doing the full yeah. Adeline story. We took but a break see, to do Adeline. He wanted to do all of that story, yeah. Yeah, I, re- yeah, I really want to do all of Adeline. No, you don't. You want to do the last chapter of you Adeline. You want to do the last That's chapter. That's it. Okay. <laughs> the rest of Adeline's story sucks. Oh, it's so long and boring and drawn out. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually kind of interested in the story right now. Are it's you? Not, For it's not horrible. Adeline. It's just, Adeline. Really? The actual story is not horrible. It's just very long and drawn out. Yeah, it's going to really drag. Oh. Is it still like, I feel like it's kind of starting to pick up what, now. What's going on right now? In the right story? now, the uh, people who don't want to colonize just tried to kill the king. Okay, it's going to be almost the exact same kind of crap all the way to the last chapter. Like that whole, should we colonize or not, is the motif all the way through the story. It's, oh, so, I, okay. so it's not going to pick up anytime soon? No. Last chapter. Last chapter. Last chapter. Maybe last two chapters. Never mind. A lot of missions that are wait until the next game day, and you you know complete it right as the game day changes. Oh, great. Yeah, (laughs) I'll defend a lot of stuff in eleven, but uh, Adeline's story is not one of them. Used to be wait until JP midnight. (laughs) Now next in game day. All right, that is way worse. Let's go back to our phone lines. By the way, if you'd like to call the show, Limit Break Radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five. If you're calling on a phone, limitbreakradio.com slash disc. We're going to talk to Sydney Rosenberg of Excalibur. What's up, Sydney? Hey, how's it going? Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, yeah sure can. Uh, thanks for giving us a call here on Limit Break Radio. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah. I really appreciate the time, and I'll try to keep this as brief as possible because that email that you guys just read was actually encapsulated a lot of the things I wanted to say. <laughs> gotcha. Um, it kind of summed up a lot of so, our experiences, too. It did. I, he, yeah. and, he was, and like you said, he said things very eloqu- eloquently, yeah. and I think he he touched base on a lot of good points, but I just want to just drive home two quick points with you guys. Sure. And this is coming from someone where I played Final Fantasy 11. Final Fantasy 11 was really my first MMO. Uh, I played it for 10 years, around roughly 10 years. And, uh, I ran one of the largest, uh, link shells across all servers. Wow. Uh, at, at some points we, our link shell was so big that we, um, we had to actually, um, we r- reached the link shell cap. Wow. Like we had that many people on, on a daily basis. Were you and me through we definitely <clears throat> Right. And we were definitely um, an end game yes. link shell where um, we did, we had so many people um, and me and the other co-leader of that link shell 
had to keep everyone busy on a daily basis. So we had a schedule and we also had part of our link show was in EU and part of it was NA and we had a small contingency of just Japanese players. Wow. So, um, there, there was a lot to do. It was a lot to do. And, um, I basically had to know life while playing Final Fantasy 11, which I'm sure some of you can relate to. Sure. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I'm now, I'm now in my thirties. I play Final Fantasy 14. I have a full-time job and, 14 in the beginning was like a honeymoon. I loved it. Uh, I, and when I say 14, I never played 1.0. I came in after the whole game was uh, kind of revamped and relaunched. And gotcha. I, I, I loved so many things that 14 brought to the table in comparison to 11. Uh, and the things I, liked, I loved, I think the most were like the ease of the comfort of life stuff. So in 11, when you had to travel somewhere, <laughs> you had to travel somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas in 14, it's like an instant, right? Right. And it's something you do, you don't even think about. Think, so you sort of take it for granted. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Exactly. But the two things I want to drive home real quickly is what has killed my experience for 14, aside from the, the obvious complaints of, oh, there's not enough content and all this uh, other stuff that always gets brought up, is... Um, like the email was talking about, um, and, and I know you've talked, and I've loved some of your rants about this, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna beat the drum again on this is the tangibles and experiences that I had in eleven, like I will remember for the rest of my life. Absolutely. Um, when when I got my relic in eleven, it wasn't just me getting my relic; it was something that hundreds of people had to help contribute to. Yeah. And it not only meant something to me, it meant something to everyone. So for instance, when I actually turned in my Amanamunakudo in 11, there was over 150 people there watching me turn it in and we all celebrated together. And I still have video capture of it that I go back to and reminisce the old days and stuff. It's funny, that would have been, uh, you know, if that happened now, like if, if if something was that big of a deal now where like, I'm sure that you didn't know all 150 people. Like it probably spread like, oh dude, this guy's turning exactly. in his last piece for his relic. We gotta go check yeah, it out. Yeah, and then right. he's gonna equip it and we can check him and look at yeah, it. How many people slash checked you immediately? Right. Uh, Examines you. There yeah, has exactly. never there's never been a point like that in 14. Like even the first person to get an animal weapon and stand out in Idly Shire, it was like you ran past them and you were like, Oh, cool, I'll have that in a little bit. But in, it, exactly. in 11, that's that's yeah, what I was gonna drive at. And, and now it's like it, you could be completely 240 out you could yep. have your relic you could have full lore gear you could have raid full raid gear yeah i wouldn't even think twice about someone with that type of gear i would be like oh cool he got his stuff that's like it's me it has no meaning to me oh. and you Is actually that, i pay attention to that i don't know about about i mean this. are you a raider do you raid? uh yes because I feel like I check people on purpose and be like, oh, because I haven't beat, you know, A, A, what one were, A8 yet, okay, or A7 yet. Oh, I, oh, this person has something from A7. That ah, damn it, they've beat it. I need to beat it now, too. Like, I, every time I go in a dungeon, I check people to see if they're farther along in Alex than me. I do. Right, but I guess the thing that hurts me for that, and you brought this up already, was just like, oh, look, he has the same gear I can get from Midas, except he can die it. Yeah. Or exactly, she can yeah. die it. Like, see, it, I don't, just, I don't feel that way because thing. I'm trying to get and, that gear and, myself. And, Especially if I go well, into a dungeon as not a tank, I'll check the tank and I'll see if they have stuff that I haven't gotten yet. 
Okay, like, I mean, I, I can give that care. to you. There, there may be, there may be an element of that, but it, it's nowhere near on the scale of yeah. what Eleven was. Like, if yeah. you saw someone in full salvage gear, that meant something. Right. If you saw someone wearing have a Manamu Akuno, and then just for kicks, I would stand in town and be like, "Oh, I'll show you my second relic." Yeah. I'll, you know, oh, I'll God. show you. I'll show you know, like when I got my, and I'm sure a lot of people can. Uh, relate to this when i got my osoed in the game in 11 for the first time right that meant yeah. the world Oso. to me you know when i got like you know biakos harate or things of that nature that meant the world to me yeah and i think that's something that's really hurting from yeah I, and i would say I agree, tangible but you have goals. you have to think about why it means the world to you it meant the world to you because you were in a link shell where all the officers got things first and then slowly you made your way down the list till it finally came to so, you so how many no, times no, did you no, have to but that's kill not, that, that monster before you got it that's not I don't think that that's necessarily true because I mean, you know, what part of what we're talking about is w- walking past somebody or checking somebody and going, oh shit, you know, like that. Having that reaction is just and and Nika, I think you, I think you just have to admit and embrace, like you might actually be the outlier on I'm this. Not, one. I'm telling you, every a lot of people in the chat are saying that if you hardcore endgame rated, you have the same mentality that I do for the most part. Okay, and but that's. Again, we have we have identified that that's only a fractional portion of the community. Much more people did than in 14, though. No, sure. But again, this this was something that that this was a thread that wove itself into the entirety through every level of FF11. And it kept the motivation on the front burner through through the entire thing you didn't have to be engaged in one portion of the game to be motivated to go oh shit i really want that it is so it's it's so it's way too compartmentalized in 14 to be a rational achievement or or even something like a a rational motivator for all but one percent of the community you're a one percenter, Nika. I, I hate to I hate to break it to you. Okay, but that that's not even but what I'm saying is there is that aspect of the game. And for people, a very limited portion of the game and and why, and, and why with, does it have to be so limited? that's why I I guess what I'm trying why to Why is it? I think that's why, a valid uh, question. Yeah. Why, why is it why is it why so limited? 1%? Why are there not more people? Because rating like everyone who says we liked eleven because we had to work for it. Well, endgame rating is definitely a challenge. So for those people who want a challenge challenge in 14 and it does give the best gear and you have three whole months to or no six whole months to beat that content right. and it's still going to be the best gear before the next set of rating comes out why is it then that these people aren't doing hmm. it story mode we knew this we've we've ide- we identified this we identified this before they had even implemented it i'm not talking about the story mode people i'm talking no, about the I, say, I want a challenge to get the no, best. no 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 the it, you you have to separate the two arguments okay because they're two different arguments wanting the challenge to be there and wanting to rise to the challenge first those are two different things okay and and secondly like again we're talking that this this was a motivation that wove itself throughout every single level of FF11 and didn't compartmentalize itself to only one small section of the community. So why doesn't rating overall appeal to more people? The answer to that is story mode. And we knew that that's what it was going to happen. We knew that that's what the effect of adding story mode was going to be. We knew that. 
we I, we had identified that from stories. the first from the from the first time that they had ever suggested it. Right, but in eleven, people say the motivation was the challenge. There wasn't story tied to most of FF 11's end game raids. People did it for the longevity and the gear lust and the want of. What the thing. are you talking about? One of the biggest motivating factors for FF 11 was that it was story gated, oh, really? and it took and it took some serious effort to be able to right. get to those pieces right. of story. But I'm talking about the people who would grind Sky Kings over and over and over for the gear you're talking dude when you're talking about those people you're still talking about the one percent of which you sky are a part 1%? of no lots no. of people did sky no, no. At, like at a point at one point did sky kings over and over and over again that's not the one percent that was a lot of people and they did it just because of the gear and for what they considered working for the gear right but and that gear was going people, to last the people who say that 14 has nothing to work for has no challenge but there is so many things to do in this game to challenge yourself. No, but there is. There Sky yeah, I, like, I would get that too. I get that. I get your argument side of that part. But I would say as someone who actually raids as well as you do, is that the current rating is pretty fucking boring right now. No offense. Fine, but it is. is like Coil was, uh, Coil was pretty fun. Coil, I would admit, was pretty fun. The story was way more compelling. The, the current rating there is right now, it's I've asked many of people this. And I'm like, what do you think about the current uh, raid end game right now? And they're like, yeah, it's pretty boring. It's pretty boring and uninspiring. And so, I, 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 I mean, I would say board. it's not only that, it's not only that, you know, you're arguing about that 1% thing, but I think that just the current rating right now is just not that interesting. Okay. All right. I, I, I talked to you say that Gordius was stupid because there was a lot of horrible mechanics, but that Midas is much better. And I agree with that. Well, Midas is definitely an improvement over Gordius. Well, but sure. I mean, and, and that goes without saying. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah I, is any of Alexander better than Coil? Storyline wise, no. no, no, not story. No, just, just not even just the fights. I, just the I'm fights. not even. I'm, I'm going to say even the. Uh, I, I mean, <sighs> I, I don't know. I'm really enjoying A7s. I don't know. I mean, I I went through Coil. And it felt like you were actually going through an area. Right. Area to area to area. Right. Whereas Midas, I'm just fighting four primals every pack. Here's another. Actually, here's another point, Nika. Um, hey, how was that A4S victory for you? But again, everybody agrees. How, that but how was, I never but how it. was it? it was never, it awesome? I never beat a oh, Okay, but you didn't even have to rise to that challenge to even go to the next challenge. And actually, which was one I'm of really the, upset that I haven't gone back to beat it yet because that's something I really want to do. Okay, but if that... If that gated. Yeah, if that gate had existed... At which, I, would, I actually was one of the people hoping it was gated. Which, uh, and that's fair, but the, you, we can't... I mean, we can't argue that that gate would have absolutely been there in FF11. There probably would have been three oh, sure. other gates to even get there in the first place. And the thing is, is that everybody wants that. However, in this game, they're like, oh, they better not gate A5 behind A4. Where is the disconnect here? In 11, we would have wanted it, expected it, and then risen to the challenge. Why aren't people doing that in 14 well because and 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 there's if an, that was gated people would have been pissed off yeah they well, would have been but at yeah, the same you're time, not wrong the incentive was almost was always there for 11 if yes. i had to go if i was gonna work my ass off in sky and get some god gear i was gonna be able to wear that god gear for next to ever look 11 was a game that sort of justified itself like it it, it was it was consistent in its difficulty and if they started inserting stuff like that into FF14, it wouldn't feel as it wouldn't feel like an it would feel like unnatural, right? Like you would hit it and it would feel like, oh, this is weird, right? Like it would feel like an unnatural difficulty to add it into 14, which is why I'm not saying like 
we should have FF11 2.0 with 14. That's never what I've been advocating for, right? But at the same time, though, I think that there are, I, I, like, I think that 14, it, it, the devs from 14 can do a little bit of both. I feel like they can satisfy maybe a little bit of both or try a little bit harder to have some of this middle middle content in between raiding and just grinding tomes over and over again because that's i mean god that's that's the really frustrating thing by the way thank you sydney rosenberg for uh giving us a call here we appreciate it we have uh, got another uh couple of callers on the line that we definitely want to get to if you want to add your voice to the mix Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. And, and again, it's not saying that everything that FF11 did was great. No, we could go on a laundry list of things that they did bad. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not like that game didn't have flaws. It absolutely had flaws. Nobody's trying to gloss over those. And, no, and, and I think that a lot of times when you get to a discussion like this, you get at least I've heard a lot of the same straw man argument where people will drag out. Well, look at Wildstar. Wildstar was a game where they tried to make it for, uh, you know, like as difficult as possible and as grindy as possible. And that failed. And 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 even I, I think like, first of all, that's a I think that that's a pretty bad argument because there was no IP attached to Wildstar. And so there was nothing driving the underpinnings of its success other than if you like the MMO genre. World of Warcraft has Warcraft. Final Fantasy has Final Fantasy. You know, like a lot of very successful MMOs we've pointed out have IPs. <laughs> that are connected to them and there are extensions of worlds that already exist or franchises that already exist but i think a better comparison a better sort of uh, if you want to drag out a straw man a better straw man is to say well look at ff 14 1.0 because 1.0 tried to do a lot of the stuff that you're talking about and people hated it and you would be right but we have two years of an of an established successful pattern and an established successful format of content. And now that we have that pattern established, it's not unreasonable to look at the developers and say, what else you got? Because, I mean, as a lot of people have said, getting another expansion of here's two dungeons and a. 16 man and you're well, let's 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 not oversell ourselves one dungeon it's so uh, <laughs> well, yeah, one dungeon. right exactly but you know like i feel like you can't hold up wildstar as this example of like well that's why this style this format of of content never works Right. Because I don't think that that's entirely true. I think there were other factors working against Wildstar's success other than the difficulty that it tried to build in. And I think that you also have a massively different context given the community and what they're willing to put up with and what they seek out of the game two years into the development or at least the relaunch of this game after two years. I think that you need to be able to re-examine the way that your content is delivered. 
And I think that that is totally and 100% valid and fair. Uh, all right, let's go back to our phone lines. We're going to talk to Sam Hain from Genova. What's up, Sam? How you guys doing? Good, like, how are you? Uh, just like a, your name. Good, good. Just, uh, just a quick couple of points. Um, one of them being between your, your argument that you were having with Mika about uh, the raid content. I, I think a, a valid point to make would be that um, a lot of these people who, who are Americans, not Japanese, but Americans, they get into these uh, raids and their link shells are terrible. Mm. And and so you have all these people that want to raid, but you know they may be able, may be able to only make like a party of like six instead of like a party of eight. And I know being an eleven player, the one thing that that changed for me in fourteen was once I realized how the game was different from eleven, I I tried to make it like eleven in in a couple of senses. So I formed a, a link shell that has. 26 members instead of you know just settling for an eight because mm-hmm. uh a good example of this is like the the be- remember the uh behemoth dominion in yeah. 11 yeah when it first came out um the japanese they they went in there and just slaughtered it within like a month or two and right. it took like 24 to how many parties of eight to like destroy it and you know, us as Americans, I, I couldn't remember six months into that. I'm like, is anyone doing that? Right. Uh, so with, with that, I mean, it's important to remember that this is a Japanese game. It's not an American game. That's true. But as far as uh, and Nero is your name? Yeah. And Nero is his um, name, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sanctuary of Zita. I, I was a samurai in 11. And yeah. there is an there is a nostalgia with uh, the game as far as eleven goes because I was born in in Sanctuary of Zita as a samurai and I died in Sanctuary of Zita as a samurai. Wow, Keeper of so, Heldom's a bitch, huh? I, there you go. Yeah, and and in fourteen, um, my current job is a, is a paladin, and if you can guess like what job I really want them to come out with, my whole gear set is. Uh, is uh, glamour to uh, a samurai. Wait, but, you were a samurai in eleven, and you switched to paladin in fourteen, and you really want samurai back? And are you a Nika sock puppet? We are twins. <laughs> right, twins. But, but here's the thing: I'm not like, hearing a denial. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, as far you know, being an avid gamer of both these games, I feel like they're testing fourteen right now. I feel like. You know, you guys make some valid points, but there is hope for 14 because oh yeah, absolutely. If you look at what happened, if you look at what happened with 11, okay, post Abyssia, there weren't that many patches. After Abyssia came out, like we were getting hit every like three months with these patches, and slowly things started to happen to make it go back to that. So I mean, I listened to a few of you guys' radio shows uh, like last week. I, I love your show, especially when I'm something oh, like boring boring um, hunts and, and whatnot. It helps the time go quicker. But um, I, I agree with you about the whole uh, datum thing. If they made datum like Abyssia, then where it's like not this thing that you have to like queue for, that it's like a zone that you could enter and and get like, you know, different items. I think that's a great idea. 
Um, also, a few ideas real quick, and, and, and then, you know, for patch 4.0, it, you know, there's going to be a lot of people out there. They're going to lose people, okay? Mm -hmm. Never mind the rating and stuff like that. That all can be fixed. But if they don't release some, some good content in 4.0, and I'm talking about jobs like, you know, Samurai or Geomancer, even a rune fencer for as far as like a, a tank, Red Mage, Beastmaster, you know, something to go with it. And I, and I was even thinking like a few of my guys in my link shall talk about this a lot, but you know, mythic weapon quest line. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I know the, the whole like double attack thing, you can't really use it in 14, but you could implement like uh, new abilities as far as these weapons go. So. Yeah, no, I, I, it, we've and we've talked a lot about that before. Uh, having specific ability augments, or uh, you know, having a greater range of uh, stats that appear on the gear, yeah. and it sounds like Square Enix is not really interested in pursuing that. And I do think that there might be balance issues associated with that. So it's understandable, but I. I, I sort of feel like I'd rather see development in that area, and I'm going to say a really unpopular thing right now, but I'd rather see development in that area than see development on new jobs. <laughs> because because new jobs are really just reskins of what we already have. I mean, it's uh, all we need. You never know. They could totally change it. No, <laughs> they're not going to. They're not going to because we still have the Trinity, and as long as we're adhering to that, there's they but they really can't break Expansion is the perfect time to, to the change Trinity. I mean, yeah, they can they can shake it up, but we you know we had said like, oh wow, they're really shaking it up with these new jobs. And when you when we got our hands on them, we really? really didn't. I will they be really floored didn't. if we go to FanFest this year and they announce something like a new role to be like to fill. <laughs> I would lose my mind. Yeah. But if I want to address something that caller said, he said there's probably a lot of people who are in a link shell and they want to do raiding, but maybe the there's not enough good players in the link shell to do it. That's also kind of a result of the way 14 is designed. You didn't have so many of those problems in 11 because if you weren't a good player, you generally didn't make it to 75. Mm -hmm. Mott was a hard gate for a lot of people for a long time until you learned your job well enough to get past him. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it, it really, I, 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 you're right. And I think a lot of people would look at that and be like, well, that's not fair. That's not what I would want in 14. And I don't know that that's exactly what we're advocating for either. Again, I, I think that 14 should look at the result of a lot of these different factors from 11 and say, okay, well, how can we do something similar to that? They don't have to do the same thing. They don't have to do ground Kings exactly they don't have to do the, I know that. you know like they don't have to there's a, there's a hundred different ways that they could sort of repackage and re uh, you know represent these pieces of content that don't feel as throwawayable like it, it, they don't feel as disposable as the events that we have right now and and I think asking why do these events feel disposable uh, that that strikes more at the heart of the matter than to just simply say well you know nobody wants to play a game that slow i agree nobody does want to play a game that slow that's why ff11 isn't even still that slow but what are the lessons that you learn from implementing hard checks and hard gates like that and how can you apply that 
to better motivate your community down the line. I think that those are perfectly valid to ask. I don't think that that's unfair. And I don't think, uh, you know, like uh, the the people who think that I'm being really hard on FF14 or its development, I don't think that you're really understand. I think you 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 hear the criticism and you're getting defensive on the criticism and not really understanding that it, you know, like there, I, I, no matter what, there's some truth here. Like there are, there's a significant portion of the community that is not engaged. And what do we have to do? And this is what the de- the devs should be asking themselves. What do we have to do to re-engage those people? I, I and another point that uh, that that Sam had brought up that I really liked was that, you know, like, look, you can't be so focused on continually bringing new people in at some point. This has to this, the, the perspective or the, um, the focus needs to go to supporting the people who you've already got, who are already sitting at level cap heaven's word. I don't feel like was entirely that, like, I, I feel like we got, it was the same thing as a realm reborn See, and Phoenix that was fine up for a, a good point reborn. though is that steps of faith was a legitimate gate and that they buckled people on. bitch but people bitched about it what if they let had them it bitch. who cares let them bitch they get better for it at the end tough love no Every i agree then, i thought it was fine. perfect the way that it was i like that it took me three or four tries yeah, to yeah. no i agree it. i agree but like the, there's something about this community i don't know if it's because of how easy and casual friendly the game that's, was at launch or what it is about a, this community that says they want to work for something but that when they actually have to work for something they don't that's a modern gaming community it's that's just that is contemporary that is that is a sign of the times it's not i don't think that's indicative to our community I don't think that that's indicative to MMOs. I don't think it's even indicative to RPG players or JRPG players. That's modern gaming. That's modern gamers. So what can FF14 actually do? Stop FF- listening to that shit. But then as a, as a business trying to make money, they're going to lose a lot of players. I don't think they will. I if think the they're all... gaming community wants that? They're already losing players. They're already losing players. So is... Uh, but how qu- many more players are they going to lose if we bring back H&Ms? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm just talking about presenting things that are a challenge. Like, I do think that Steps of Faith as it originally was was fine. I don't even... Like, nerfing freaking... What was that dungeon? I'm totally blanking. Uh, with Siren in it. Pharaoh, serious. Oh, Pharaoh, serious, yeah. Like, they, why did they nerf that? That was perfect the way that it was. I did it was but again, because it was unreasonably hard compared to all the other easy dungeons. But they're already hemorrhaging sure. players. Like the the game is already hemorrhaging players. People aren't logging on in the same numbers that they are. I mean, that's if you log on at any point, that's clear. Queue times are atrocious at the moment. I mean, I feel like every successive patch, there's less and less people that come back. That's problematic. Hugely problematic. Do you think with these people not logging in, is 
Essie's not realizing it because it's warm and summer out, maybe? Mm. And they're correlating, okay, the people aren't logging in because it's nice weather out and people are going out. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if you can, can you really ascribe environmental factors to how much people play MMOs? I mean, at the same time, it is also summer and, you know, you've got college kids and high school kids and people, out of school. Uh, people are out of school. They have more free time on their hands. It's hot outside. I don't want to be out there Hell sweating no. my balls off. Yeah. I, I I mean I think you can you can kind of try to spin that either way, but no I I think that it does not bode well to be losing this many players patch over patch. And again, there's no hard number that I can point to to go. It's objectively losing numbers. That's a sentiment on my part. It feels like it's losing numbers, and I don't I could be wrong. Uh, clearly, I'm not logging in as much as I was, so I could definitely be wrong. I don't know. Maybe Deep Dungeon did inject more life into this community than I thought. Feel free to call up and correct me. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Uh, let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Mugen Raccoon. What's up, Mugen? Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. yep. All right. A lot of the stuff that I wanted to comment on has already been said with really good opinions, but I did have a few questions. Sure. Let's see if I can let's see if I can throw them out without choking on myself. <laughs> um, the one I was going to ask, well, what could they actually do? What content can they bring? They being Square Enix, could they bring to sort of incite the community again? Because Deep Dungeon tried to do that, and for a while it seemed to have picked up, but at least as far as the last two weeks, it's less and less. Yeah. And, and I don't, honestly, I don't know what they can do. And I want to backtrack a little about the age comment way early in the show. Yeah. But, um, I'm a 34 year old game. I play a lot of games. I don't think age is the issue. I think, um, I have the, I have the same issue that a lot of people have with this game with other games. I mean, yeah, they're single player games, but you know, you beat it, you beat it maybe once or twice, you know, and then like that's it, that's done. You know, yeah. you move on to the next thing. Right. And Final Fantasy fourteen is kind of unique to me. It's my second MMO for a time. My first one being Terrorize. I know, okay. right? That was yeah, that was actually my first. Gotcha. And um so coming from Terra going to Final Fantasy fourteen, fourteen, it wasn't a hook right away. Right. Um I mean I see the low, I see like people being disinterested. I see like the population dips just from my own friends list, the people that I meet. Mm -hmm. um, but also me as a player, I am, this may be, um, how do you say jaded, but I recognize the low end content, but I'm still having like a lot of fun with it. That could just That's great. Be because I'm relatively new, but um, I also recognize that there are things that they could do to keep those longtime players, especially players who want harder content are coming from a lot more MMOs, Final Fantasy XI being one of them. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say, well, we want harder content. Um, I don't know. I have a weird viewpoint. And, like, I run the dungeons pretty much just every day. And, like, we don't really wipe, but I see a lot of people struggling with it. Yeah. So I don't know if harder content is actually the way to go, but at the same time, it's hard to argue that point. Because the people who want it, it feels like they outweigh the people who can't do it. Right, 
Right. Um, And that's a good point. And I also think, I mean, there's also a learning curve, too. You know, if if you're running into more people who are struggling in dungeons, it's because the people who know how to run those dungeons blindfolded are not populating the queues for that kind of stuff because they've gotten everything that they've need that they need out of it. They don't need tomes anymore. It doesn't drop any relevant gear. Uh, So what what point is there to even queue for it in the first place? And so you have, you know, you have a situation like I ran into last night where I actually had an hour. I had an hour before I had to leave for work and I logged into FF14 and I attempted to do an expert roulette and I could not get it done in the fucking hour. Okay. Now it was a, first of all, it was a bad party. Second of all, I had to, you know, like normally I don't give up on those, on those types of parties. I had to, I had to leave for work and it was, it was so frustrating. Party was bad. Yeah, the the party. Which, which dungeon was it? Uh, I Snow never cloak. even oh. wiped. Snow cloak. <laughs> Snow cloak. It wasn't even. It wasn't an expert. It was. Uh, what was it? Sixty. Yeah, it was a sixty or fifty. Woof. Whatever it is. Yeah, it was. A, it was a snow cloak, man. And uh, it, it was, dude. It was just. It was a struggle the whole time. And it's like, dude. I had, uh, you know, I had an hour when I sat down and logged on. It took me ten minutes for, uh, you know, for the queue to go. Fifty minutes should have been. Plenty of time to get through Snowcloak. The first boss, two wipes. Second boss, four wipes. Couldn't couldn't oh aim couldn't aim the thing to get the snowballs. I mean, just like it was it was fucking infuriating. And I, yeah, I'm not the type of person, contrary to what the show may say, but <laughs> I'm not the type of person yeah, where right. I'll sit there and berate you in party and tell you like it, you know you're terrible. I'll try to help where I can, but at some point I I you know I've got to give up. And when you're running into this kind of thing more and more, it just tells me that the people who do have the context for this content have no reason to do it anymore. And I th- again, that all goes to back to being very problematic when it comes to the long term life and health of an MMO, I, you know. FF11 absolutely had to decline. There was there was a point where, you know, the game started hemorrhaging a lot of players. When it, it was, went down, it went down fast. It, and it was. But before that, I mean, it had what, like four or five survivable years of... Ba- I, I feel like so many people hung on during that. Yeah. And even the content was thin then. I, it just like there was something about FF11 that not and and I, I saying that just FF14 doesn't have it is also a little bit unfair to FF14 because a lot of MMOs have never been able to capture it. It was it, it, it and uh, you know again asking why is a totally fair question. Um, and it's not and again, it's, uh, you know, a lot of people really feel like we're knocking 14 for for this stuff. And it's really not we're not it's not to, designed to be a knock against 14, but just framing the question like why? Why was this more engaging in, in, in just even in terms of sentiment than what we're dealing with now in 14? Um I think that the sentiment is pretty undeniable at this point. Uh, thank you so much for your call, Mugen. We appreciate it. Uh, let's go back to our emails here real quick uh, and uh, read this email 
from uh, Zero Aeolus of the Sergeant Tannis server says, Hey guys in High Nika. Uh, Zero Aeolus of the Sergeant Tannis server here. I'm catching up on the podcast. I finished episode 43, so uh, that uh, that's why I'm writing this to you. Uh, I'm really glad that you guys are around. You guys uh, make my work more pleasurable. You guys are not assholes or lower lowest common denominators, but <laughs> voices of pure honesty that uh, I hear often in my life. Uh, have, we ever been, have we ever been called voices of pure honesty? <laughs> I don't don't think that is, so. That is not a term I've heard used to describe I us. Don't that's think clearly so. Clearly, everything that I strive to be. That's what. That's what. That's what we aspire to. Uh, I, tra- I am a pillar of honesty. <laughs> I tra- You're a pillar, all right. Yeah. Uh, I transferred from ferry to Sergeant Tannis since uh, hashtag Get Good got me boiling to be a better tank overall. Uh, I just beat Nidhog hard mode last Thursday morning, and the FC gave me a good prep talk they basically said suck it up failed and learn uh and so i did and i won the triumph uh, the triumph was amazing for me uh since i stopped tanking for a while uh but kept at uh, kept it at eye level uh when uh when i was sorry i'm i this is kind of I'm trying to have to decipher this on the fly when I when I was deciding to either tank or uh, do the last boss uh, DPS I think uh, okay yeah uh, tanker yeah DPS uh, the last I, I went uh, tank full knowing I was uh, getting burned uh, bitched at uh, but I just plowed through it and won uh, it's because of you guys chatting with the members of the FC uh, so you guys keep it up uh, the awesome uh, keep up the awesome podcast and I want to help out besides uh, subscribe to twitch and patron so let me know anyway thank you for reading my email I love you guys PS juxta that you rock that ki- quiet cosplay no no he doesn't no no <laughs> like yes he does no that was the whole point was no he doesn't no, he really oh I rock problem shit. is no, no he doesn't and it's okay that that he doesn't <laughs> yeah Oof. i mean not okay for us we had to film it that's Do- true donate now to see juxta quiet at fan fest <laughs> can we get like a pinup photo shoot juxta oh no 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 uh, no <laughs> for extra extra patreon donors at a certain level pinup <laughs> what are we punishing them <laughs> shit yeah it's thanks not. for 75 dollars a month asshole yeah that's not nice <laughs> Oh. How would you like to wake up and have that in your email inbox just one day? Just be like, oh, God. Oh, we have a class action lawsuit against us. Stop shaming me. <laughs> uh, Scalia, you want to take this next email? Yeah. All right. Uh, so during this long drought of no news for FF14, I figured I'd look back at what is currently confirmed for 3.4, some of which I am excited for, but still pretty worried uh, it is taking them this long to get this content out. I am really hoping 4.0 will be strong, otherwise I might lose all help, hope for FF14. Patch 3.4. Grand Company platoons. Recruit Grand Company NPCs to train and eventually use in dungeons and other content. Is actually confirmed for 3.4? Uh, like I don't know. When they announced it, I don't did think they say I, it would be 3.4? Uh, well, I, I have to. I do have to say that this person did provide links to many, uh, many of the assertions that they make. So, if you, if Nika, if you want to go ahead and follow the links in the outline, go for it. Hold on, no, no, I'm, I'm Nika can't do that. She's she's too busy camping each night. <laughs> oh right, I forgot. I'm sorry, Nika. I didn't. She can't pull. alt tab out, man. I know. I I, I, I forgot. Like I'm really sorry. That was. Not that was that was a nice. All right, we'll we'll put up the 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 flyer for this. That this is in an email. I don't know that these are all confirmed. 
Uh, new Grand Company ranks, the Feast Spectator mode and custom matches and 1v1 duels, minor diadem tweaks, uh, Ishgard apartments, the first Eggy Glamour, possibly Carbuncle, continuation of the Scholasticate and Hildebrand quest lines, quality of life changes, orchestrian shuffle feature, Stone Sky C accuracy, uh, camera speed setting, etc. Uh, we've got the usual new tombstones, new crafting gear, two new dungeons, the final wing of Alexander Savage and Normal. A, a new trial, likely the demon Zervon, and new story beginning to lead into the next expansion, etc. Hmm. And patch okay. 3.45. Hang on. If, whoa, it, hang whoa, on. Slow, hang on. slow oh. your, okay. calm your tits there. It, it, it does Scally. say, okay, so this live letter where it said this was in April. April 12th is what this link leaks to. They did say that Grand Company platoons, as well as the next Grand Company rank, will be ready by 3.4, and they have not mentioned it one time since then. Okay, well, hold on. Stop, pause. Have they mentioned anything in 3.4 since then? Hmm. No. I don't think I guess so. other than... And, th- and think, think about this, like... Well, Ishgard Apartments. Uh, April was four months yeah, ago. True. Yeah. That's not that's not exactly a long time to uh, no, like, and especially not in terms of like, you know patch development. Yeah, patch exactly. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Mean, I guess I mean, I'm hoping that this still happens. If and this that it wasn't it, something they just put on the back burner. Nika, if if this was a link to like something that was in 2.0 or you know what I mean, like I, I could see that. Yeah. But this this is fairly recent, and I've again they provided links to uh, uh, for all of their assertions. So I'm inclined to kind of believe that that is on track because we've not heard so. I mean I really we've not heard anything to company rank. If, that doesn't co- if that doesn't come in 3.4 I'm gonna be sad yeah. it's great Enix I've been hurt before <laughs> uh, alright now this 3.45 stuff this I don't know about Palace it's, of the Dead Floor is 51 to 200 they didn't say when that's not confirmed no. yeah there's no, no way uh, I feel like that's an intention, whether or not that'll actually. I don't. I don't feel like that. That's I mean, been let a me promise. Click on this link. I will. I, 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 again, I just. I. I mean, some of these. You know, they they can be intention. And again, sourcing some a lot of this information from a live letter. Boom. That tells me that is. That's it's pretty that, rock solid. Yes. Um, but this one comes from MMORPG.com, uh, which is a, a good outlet, and it is an interview with Yoshi P. But we do know that they're a little bit more willing to talk about things that are in development or maybe don't have a solid schedule attached to them in interviews like this than they are on the live letter. Yeah, the live, interview... letter live letter seems pretty locked down. Yeah. Uh-huh. This interview says, as planned, we will add more floors and a ranking system the Palace of the Dead at patch 3.45. Okay. All right. That's really I'm, all it says. I'm predicting up to 100 and then 100 and 200 is going to be later. So Maybe, but I know that the ranking system they were talking about was like, how far can you get solo on one job? That kind of thing, right? Yeah. Weren't they talking about that when it first came out? Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, we've also got uh, looking, looking ahead 3.5. Yep. Uh, Diadem revamps and uh, new exploratory mission zone uh, revamp will include may include I think that's probably more accurate uh, new objectives more focus more focus no, not focus focus more focus on exploration your uh, focus needs more focus full area raid forks with mechanics buff spoon uh, 
that's another one i think i've that's separate from diadem full area raid with mechanics uh cross server uh party finder uh additional housing plots on overcrowded servers expanded feast spectator mode preparations for future use outside of pvp as well mm. and the usual two dungeons possibly keeper of the lake hard mode uh in a new 24 man raid uh and a new trial likely the goddess uh so uh yeah we i, I think we can expect to finish out the warring triad i think that we can expect to see the usual amount of dungeons and uh what we've been treated to in the past but again these just seem like more of the same it's more of what we've already seen throughout the 3.0 development and i think the only thing that kind of deviates here is all right like again we're platoons maybe well platoon maybe but like again i feel like we're sitting around saying like oh let's see what happens with palace of the dead and diadem and and again like juxta was saying dude i've been burned before You know, like I, it's hard for me to to say. All right, well, like, can how long can we keep hanging on to Palace of the Dead and Diadem getting good eventually? <laughs> because as it exists, neither of those events really play a necessary part in the game. And I just, it, well, I, I think Palace of the Dead is in a really, really good spot right now. They do just you? Need, are they, you or are you troll? Like no, 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 no. Are you honestly no bringing? Okay, no right, troll right fine. now. No troll. All right. Like right now, like my my favorite part of Palace was the, of the Dead was floors forty through fifty. Basically, right. when you're max level, yeah. you're actually trying to survive and beat the clock. Right. Yep. So if floors fifty through hundred is just that more of that, then that would be perfect because then you actually have to actually work towards winning. Okay. And then to go along with that. They have to make the items worth it. They yeah. have to itemize yep, it. Better. That's the one. Thing. Yeah, I agree. You're definitely I, not you're, wrong. You're still you're, you still have the the uh, issue of rewards. Yes. Yeah. If if 51 to 100 plays a lot more like 41 to 50, then yeah, you're right. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun because those floors were good. Okay. Uh, and by the way, that email came from Camilla Breeze. So thank you for uh, sending that over. Uh, by the way, I, I didn't mean to snake that email out from under you. I was, no, just, I was just giving you a chance to catch Pokemans. Gotta catch that Scyther, yo. That's right. There's a Chancy Scyther. There's a Chancy in the area. I know. It's, it's gone now. What? No! Yeah, it's gone now for sure. Uh, and, all right, let's go back to our phone lines. Uh, we have Ari hanging on the line. I think it's Ari. What's yeah. going on, Ari? Just uh, finished Void Arc, wanting to shoot myself after doing it for the millionth time. Oh, congratulations. I don't blame you. Um, That's a glowing review after getting out of an event for a game that you claim to like, but okay. This is bullshit. Just kidding. (laughs) Just giving you a hard time. Oh, yeah, Void Arc. Yeah, no, I get it. Go ahead. Well, I I really appreciate being on. Uh, I hate to go bring up a past conversation that happened 20 minutes ago, but... I believe it was Juxta or somebody stated that in patches and patches as they come out and they come out, more and more people leave, more and more, more people hate the game and simply up and sub, walk away and play Pokemon Go and do other things with their lives. Right. I play on Coral, which is one of the lowest population servers, simply because a ton of local players in my community play this game, and they decided to play on Coral. Now, do, do you, when you say local, do you mean, like, people in your physical area that you, like, know outside of the game? Yes. Okay. And when I quit, there was absolutely nobody on. You'd go to Ildeshire, you'd go to Gold Saucer, there would be nobody you'd see a tumbleweed roll by that's how empty it was right 
after I heard some of the changes that are coming in 3.35 and some of the recent patches that happened a while ago, including Palace of the Dead, it's piqued my interest again. And I started telling everybody in my local community, hey, we have to start playing this game again. It's starting to get easier, more fun, more enjoyable, less grindy, so we can all enjoy it again. Okay. And it seemed a week or two after I told them that and they started playing again, all of a sudden, Coral's population just explodes. Hmm. I started asking people like, hey, I haven't seen you on for a while. Why did you decide to start playing again? After catching up, they tell me, oh, I'm excited for apartments. Oh, or I'm excited to get my anima weapon easier. Okay. Or, oh, I'm excited to go do Palace of the Dead because it sounds so interesting. Interesting. Well, I, I mean, I, you know, that's uh, I, I think that that's a, a pretty good anecdotal, uh, you know, uh, refutation of our uh, you know our our declaration that nobody <laughs> nobody wants to log in anymore. Like obviously, wow. those are some big words. It's yeah, not, yeah, obviously it's not to cover your butt or something. It's not the uh, you know it's not everyone's experience. I get that, and and you know it's going to be different on different servers, and I, you know. I, I mean, we can only say again, what we see on Sargatanus. Exactly. Like, I, I, I <laughs> mean, the LBR link shell is number one on Sargatanus. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Is um, that a good thing or a bad thing? But I, I mean, you know, I'm I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that you do see, uh, you know, you you do see a bit of a resurgence. But you know, how uh, how long had it been since you had logged in? Before this uh, patch, January, January at the beginning of this year, I took a break for the semester and summer semester to finish up my degree. Okay, all right. So uh, I, I think what I think maybe the context that you're missing there has been sort of the because there is always that whenever you get a patch, uh, whenever you get new content, deep dungeon, whatever it is, you're always obviously going to see a resurgence in people coming back and being like, yeah, I want to try to try this new thing out finish the story whatever you're doing right like and and i think i think the thing that uh, uh, you know you should probably be on the lookout for is in like another two weeks are you still going to be seeing those same people did it keep them there for any longer than just this sort of passing interest right we're almost a month removed from palace of the dead how are how's that population doing now yeah exactly it's doing absolutely fine i started playing a good month ago and Tons of people are still playing. I'm still getting in contact with lots of old friends. That's good. Great. And, you know, it hasn't died down. And I'm really happy for that. I understand it's unique possibly to just the Coral server. Or it's unique to another low population could just, Or it could be unique to your group of friends, too. I mean, that's another possibility as well. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen groups of friends, you know, gravitate to another game for six months and then come back. Like that... Mm-hmm. God, that used to happen uh, all the time. Well, how many? How often would you do that with FF11? You'd have a, you'd go on a down streak. You'd go play another MMO for a bit, or another something, another game for a while, and then come back to 11. Right? Yeah. That's it, where the joke came from. It never really lets go. It and it doesn't. And that was the thing is that you always did come back. You always did come back because I, I again, the sentiment was like at the end of the day, I felt like I was missing out on something by not being there. And by, you know, by playing something else, Nika wasn't wrong saying that like FF 11 at when, you know, when I was playing it the most, I felt like I couldn't play another game, whether that's good or bad. I mean, like part of me 
part of me, of course, feels like that. That's terrible. Right. Like you missed Which out on all the games. Now I would feel really sad. Like with The Witcher and Metal Gear. Like if I had to play this game so much that I couldn't play Metal Gear, I would have cried. No, oh my I, gosh, and I, I understand so that. Excited for that new Metal Gear that's mm. coming no, stop, out. Don't, don't even. Don't. Don't. Don't even. You're seriously. You're gonna ruin the entirety of our next <laughs> show, you dick. <laughs> I'm already triggered. <laughs> God Good. damn it. Because right, uh, he's a trigger with that. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, 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 you know, like while we're sitting here and and, you know, talking about the problems of 14 again, you know, there's no one remedy to it. But it, but the more discussion that we have about it, uh, I think, you know, it just it, it, it we only stand to benefit as a community and the devs only stand to benefit from the feedback. Right. I, I don't feel like us bringing, the, like bringing this up is going to pull the veil back and people are going to be like, wait a minute, this game is garbage. Right. Maybe we should all leave in a mass exodus. Which no, is not what we're saying No one either. cares about our opinions that much. That's true. Uh, Nor should you. What, what this is like, like, like you say, to some extent, we're just trying to be a little honest with how we're feeling about the game at this point. We're yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to log on this week to play. I'm like, I don't want to do Fates. Yeah. I, I just don't want to. It's true. Well, nobody wants to do Fates, but everybody yeah, that's wants the problem. that Stop awesome, making an event around it. But everyone wants that awesome mount. Uh, thank you, Henri, for the call. We uh, we appreciate uh, all of our... We've got a lot of new callers here. First yeah, time callers yeah, here I'll to say. Limit Break Radio uh, on the show today. Again, we're taking your calls on uh, just gauging sentiment on FF14. Uh, are you engaged? Are you into it? Uh, or do you think that this game could be doing more to keep you and hold you in its grasp? <laughs> Limit Break Radio on Skype. 810-515-8715. LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Uh, let's, There's uh, an Ammonite in the area. Dun, dun, dun. There's a Rhyhorn. Look at that. I hate you. I don't. You get to live here. This is bullshit. I know. Notice, notice how you said it, and I didn't even like. Oh yeah, okay, that's fine, whatever. Yeah, I caught the last one that I needed today. I don't need another one. Yeah, he has Omastar people. I do. I have an Omastar. Do you have a Porygon? No, that's <laughs> the only one I don't have. Uh, so uh, Nika, how about you take this next email here? Sure, sounds good. Um, hi, LBR crew. Listening to your last episode got me thinking. And I came to an odd conclusion. FF11's horizontal gear progression is the same as collecting Pokemon. And it's exciting for all the same reasons. Topical. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Wait. All right. Uh, Did Nero write this email? Is this signed Nero? No, it is not. It absolutely is not. But, I mean, okay. All right. I'm in. Let's go. All right. Um, FF14 does not do any of this. And that's why I don't care about gear. Um, I'll keep it brief, else I would write a 10-page novel. I'll use 11 and Pokemon terms semi-interchangeably and may use one over another, but I think you'll see the point for each game. This is not how you keep an email brief. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. 11's gear variety and versatility is identical to Pokemon variety and versatility. They all have strengths and weaknesses depending on the content you want to play. Because of gear versatility and party composition flexibility, it encourages people to collect multiple gear sets. Actually, I'm going to disagree on just party composition because in 11, you'd only use the same jobs. In 14, you can use any job and still succeed. So I'm going to disagree on that. However, Pokemon does the same. Additionally, it was a point of pride to have a full Pokedex or a Dark Knight with Greatsword, Axe, Scythe, and Feebly Magic all leveled with appropriate gear, even if you almost never used it. Well, then it's not fully interchangeable. It's like that rare item in solo RPGs. I might just need this one day. 
Stats mattered. The 5% dual wield in FF11 Saponomimi was so potent, jobs took it even if they couldn't use it. Pokemon could learn certain movesets or have stats that were just as broken. You would hunt and hunt until you got that item or Pokemon because you instantly saw improvement. Uh, gear and item longevity. If gear and Pokemon weren't viable for more than transient periods, why bother collecting or ch challenging gear sets that will be replaced in three months? You hunt for a strong Pokemon early because you know it will be usable for half the game. You don't care about simple Pokemon as much if you won't ever use it again. That's gear. a remarkably good point, I have to say. Yeah, and, but and, and, you can't keep toting about versatility, though. If I mean, me and Surin actually just had this argument about Pokemon as I'm replaying Pokemon Yellow. He's like, why collect the Pokemon like Pidgey and stuff if you're never going to use them? All you want is the really strong endgame ones. Right. So there's really not a lot of versatility there. No, like, the, and, and, and Pokemon is a very simple system, but at the same time, the... That what what motivates you to to be a you know to have a strong lineup is different from what motivates the collecting because Robbie does both of them. Robbie's a huge collector has has his decks almost filled out throughout a a, a big chunk of the generations. So I mean, you know what? And I turned this corner and go. Remember, because I, I, when I would talk about Pokemon Go, I said I'm only in it for the Kabutops. Once I'm, once I've got the Kabutops, I'm done. I don't, I don't, I don't need to to pay it that much more attention. But what ended up happening was I, you know, it. By the time I got the Kabutops, I was like, "Fuck, I'm so close to the end. I might as well just stay in game. Like, I can't not finish it out now." Right. I like the collecting aspect, but he this emailer is saying that it's so versatile just like 11 was where i disagree like there are gyms they don't know electric gym water gym but if you actually wanted to go challenge the elite four as a strong water player you never win you have to have a multiple you can't do whatever you want okay hold on hold on i have a quote that's really personal to me as a person okay strong pokemon weak pokemon that is only the selfish perception of people. Truly skilled trainers should try to win with their favorites. Karen, Generation 2, Ghost-type Pokemon. Master. Yeah, see, I re actually remember that, too. And I really wish you could just win with your favorites. You can. But you can. And that's, and that's the point. Truly skilled trainers, Nika. That's not people who are camping H&Ms all day. Story-wise. <laughs> shut up. Story-wise, truly skilled players can. Maybe in the anime. No. No, that's not true. That's, I don't think that that's... I mean, uh, granted, I haven't played a Pokemon since... Like, a Pokemon game since first generation. I'm going back and doing it now. But I'm absolutely... I, my era. Could I win with those? You know what? Do you want me to make a challenge? I will make the Twitch chat choose my team of six Pokemon, and I will go through any generation, and I will win. The fact that Twitch plays Pokemon yeah, seriously, is a yeah. thing tells you how 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 fucking malleable this system is, Nika. I, I mean, like, the fact that that exists, you can't say that it's that rigid, because it's not. I suppose. It's not. Because if it was, you couldn't have that. Although, I guess, you've got Twitch plays <laughs> Dark Souls like, at the same time. But. Multiple people <laughs> saying six Magikarps only. Good luck. Six Magikarps <laughs> only. Give me an evolution struggle, line. Struggle six different time. ones. Oh, oh, my God. All right. Let's continue on, Nika. Let's continue. Okay. 
Um, gear and slash Pokemon exclusivity and EPIN. Everyone who plays games loves their EPIN gear and Pokemon. Why do you think everyone asks what CP Pokemon do you have? Because you want to know how much better than them you are. And if you're not, you now have that fire to get the good stuff, even if it's so hard to catch, find, etc. Mm-hmm. Kalos playing off of Juxta's Gen 3 Pokemon just for the legendary Pokemon is a good example. I won't bother with examples in 11 because there are too many. Having that one random Pokemon with the right moveset or elemental strength sometimes lets you pull out an epic win. Horizontal gear and gear swaps in combat let you do that. Those are moments you always remember. As a side note, I don't even play 11 anymore. haven't for years, and I still periodically go back to the wikibg and ffxiah.com to just check out gear. Years later, and I still have gear lust. Yeah. I guess. I ignored X-Size inventory slash macro flaw since I wanted to just focus on the positives of the gear, not the system limitations due to PS2 and dial-up. PS2 <laughs> limitations. And, and I know Apple 14 can't do gear swaps in combat, but what if they did introduce horizontal gear progression? They could make each individual boss in a given raid tier require different stat thresholds. Make Turn 1 have a high accuracy requirement. Turn 2 has a different determination calculation requiring high debt build, but with lower accuracy requirements. Turn 3 could require body parts to break out off of the boss but that can only be done via critical hits and turn four could be the way it's designed now enough accuracy for 100% hit rate and then your best DPS stat anyway thanks for taking time to read this Gwenna Mindir from Legion of Halone on the Leviathan server yeah uh, Gwenna thank you very much for that email I don't know that I agree with the last part of that, that sounds really really awful it really it kind of does attack the enemy crab in its weak spot it breaks up the monotony of just trying to get the same best in slot it requires you to have a different best in slot for each raid which i think is an interesting concept maybe not in the same way that they presented right it, right but I, having to have a different gear i mean that was one of the things with 11 yeah. no you're right management was horrible in 11 but be, it, it required you to not have necessarily like there's the one best in slot and if you don't have that you suck because you can be like well this is my best in slot for this raid right. tier or whatever you know like I do think it could use something like that. No, I, I, I think I think their heart is in the right place and that they're thinking about the right motivation. But I just see, I don't know, I see something like that as a, a, an addition or a change that, that players wouldn't like or wouldn't be received very well. Yeah, I, it's, I, it'd be kind of like Materia, I yeah. feel like, but like in the opposite direction, like more limiting because then you have to have, yeah, you have to have no like even more archaic uh, accuracy requirements for this boss versus this boss and then have to re can redo I, all your can I just mention something like there's something that's happened with gaming in, like and this is post the internet and and I guess with a lot of us growing up and still having a uh, an intense interest in gaming but like I, I feel like a lot of times gaming has become way too mechanical right like of course there are mechanics but like at the same time like i saw a dps breakdown chart for pokemon go and i said to myself (laughs) doesn't this seem like a little bit much like i understand that it is the natural extension of all of this stuff and that you know as nika was talking about there are ideal lineups there are you know get that perfect iv perfect iv stats all of that shit does factor into that game absolutely but at the same time like doesn't knowing that or taking that and 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 stripping stripping it down to just its mechanics and just its number like doesn't that i feel like you lose something in the in the translation there that it it becomes inherently more robotic and less magical and i think this is something that you had talked about juxta when we had talked about you know like pokemon go and pokey vision 
that that having a tool like that made it feel less like a game like there was no discovery anymore like you just knew what was going to be there and it was far more cynical and it took it took the spirit of the game away and i think that you were actually kind of right in that that it did it it, because i'm always right you no you (laughs) lost but you lost a degree when you added that and and i think that that's true overall about the information that you just give to players playing your game um the more information that we have of course the more efficiently we'll always play but at the same time you take a bit of that mystery away and i'm not sure that i'm i'm not one of those people that i love stripping the mystery away i i i feel like i kind of pine for the mystery because i do too when i'm out doing whatever uh for whatever reason i'm always like picturing like what would be my ideal mmo right and i would think like i kind of want to have an mmo where you don't know anything about it like they've i don't know how is if this would even be possible but on patch day the patch hits you get some general patch notes and that's it you have to go out and find the quest yourself and maybe there's a quest that no one even discovers for like two or three weeks afterwards but then it unlocks a dungeon that nobody was even aware existed and then the first people who clear that dungeon for whatever reason gets a special item or something exactly there there was a game that's like discovery there was a game that was kind of like a shooter mmo a while back that i am struggling to remain remember the name of but it it, kind of functioned (laughs) like that where new areas only became unveil- available once you unlocked them. Right. Like, your players had to, like, they, they had been taken over by another species, so you had to, like, actually do quests and incursions into there to unlock those places. So you couldn't even find out what was in there until your server had taken over the area. Right. And figured out what was going on there. Yeah. I, I can't I, remember what it's called. Uh, Perfect World? No. Uh, damn. Do you remember what the theme Kyle of it was? Kyle said Firefall? Firefall? Firefall. That Was sounds that right. Okay, yeah, all Firefall. Right. Okay. All right. Interesting. Well, thank you very much. Kyle! Oh, that is Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> it's been Throw, a long time. Yeah, Firefall. Throwback bit there. Yeah, there we go. Uh, all right. Let's go back to our phone lines. Uh, we've got a couple of people hanging on. I'm not sure how many more calls we're going to get through today, but... Uh, we still have de- to do FFFL, we and do, yeah. we have a project to talk That's about. That's right. Uh, so let's go to our phone lines. It'll probably be our last caller for uh, the episode. Adela McDougal of Midgar Summer. Adela, thanks for calling Limit Break Radio. Hi. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. Thanks for calling. Um, I've actually, I've, I really don't listen to you guys that often because I never really heard about you. Final Fantasy XIV is actually my first MMO I've ever played in my entire life. My boyfriend, um, he's a Final Fantasy XI, and he talks about how, like, he was actually told me, like, so much stories of Final Fantasy XI, and I've, I've played Final Fantasy XIV for about two years now, and, like, I just want to go and see Final Fantasy XI and back how it used to be because right now on our, like, server-wide, it's just how, like, in a game, nobody feels like helping people anymore. Like, yeah. it's like a game of helpful. There's, like, no one just cares anymore. Like, people care about getting their clear, getting this, getting that done, just getting everything to 60 and, like, guild money-wise. Like, people care about more about money in the game than they do about helping people. My boyfriend talked about he was the Final Fantasy XI. He, uh, he he got his relic while he was Final Fantasy XI. He told me about the grind and how horrible them. It's just, it's just interesting to hear the differences between Final Fantasy XI and XIV. You know, how, like, um, 
you know how people are dying away. Like people only come back for patches. People yeah. only come back for updates. Right. It's, it's sad to see that we're just like robots. Like which we is no oh. So we have an update coming up, and oh, we got to go do this update and get it done and get it out of the way, so we know that we got it accomplished. Well, we're, we're th- hamsters at the feeder bar waiting for our pellet to come down from Square Enix. Well, and and I think that that, right. that style of play is much more indicative and and much more. Uh, accepted and and uh, you know like among WoW players like Juxta you played a lot right. of WoW is that yes. it, that seems like a very WoW mentality like what we're going through now mm-hmm. with the way that people only tune back in during patch cycles that's a very WoW mentality isn't it yeah definitely like basically WoW is just the hack and slash and burn of the MMO world you yeah. just use it abuse it and trash it and, and, and then just yeah just toss it aside and destroy and the agriculture just, just make sure no plants can ever grow there ever again <laughs> slash and burn and mmo he, development i was i was hearing you guys earlier talk about how pokemon go is a very big thing right now for a lot of people because it's nostalgia you know it's the 90s you go back and play the game i've yeah. been playing pokemon my whole life i own like every single movie that I've watched the TV shows, but it was different of like Pokemon Go and like Pokemon regulars, like Final Fantasy is that, yes, it is like your online gaming. It can be because it's a 3DS, you have friends online, you can trade online and stuff like that. It's just you as right now, like 14, you have your raid group, you have your set seven people, eight people that you have in your group and they have specific jobs and they have specific attributes. It's just as a Pokemon, you have your six five Pokemon that you have to catch and turn to lead. Like, you have your six specific. Right now in the game, people are not caring. They're like, oh, I got my level 60. I'm in a good raid group. We're doing great. I don't need to really level any other classes or help other people out there. Like, to be able to say, like, in Pokemon, oh, I catched them all, like, all 150 Pokemon, is to say in Final Fantasy XIV, if I got every class at level 60 and it's geared up to 240. To say that because in the game nobody like like you said nobody likes to grind anymore nobody likes to play the game this it comes to the point to where it just nobody just even cares really just what's well, going not, on in the game or helping you i'm not totally sure that it's nobody likes to grind anymore and nobody likes to play the game anymore i just feel like there's not a compelling reason to do any of that like there's not a compelling reward out of uh the, or a compelling enough reward out of uh events like deep dungeon or uh you know diadem to get me to deviate from trying to get the rewards that i was already going after even before those patches were introduced, your 240 gear, your animal weapon. And because you're already making progress on that, it feels like a lot of that stuff, yes, it is sort of a lateral, you know, like getting a, 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 a what is it, the 235 weapon or whatever it is, it, it, it is a much more lateral move, and that is something that we've we've been encouraging. But at the same time, like, there's not enough there. Like, with Deep Dungeon, I think that if they had introduced gear sets, that would have been, you know, a, a something else to really keep people there. But with only having a single motivating factor, I just don't think it's enough. And that's that's not... I don't think that that's a criticism on the development team. That's just... That's reward structure. That... it. it it's pretty objective like that's not saying like you're doing something wrong ff14 development team like they do they are putting in newer pieces of gear that have new designs we get that every patch but it's where they're placing them that i think is actually kind of the problem right because we uh, again we had we had identified this 
you get unique pieces of gear out of doing dungeons when the intrinsic reason to do dungeons is to grind tomes. So why don't you separate that those two motivating things? Because we do know that uh, that glamour is a good motivating factor, especially gear glamour. Yes, absolutely. But for whatever reason, gear stats are not a, a not as good of a motivating factor. That's not as easy of a fix. That takes a lot more consideration on the part of the dev team and a lot of consideration on environment balance to be able to adjust or change any of those things moving forward. So I, I, I understand that there's a balance. And I also understand that the dev team have kind of worked themselves into a little bit of a corner with with Heaven's Word and that they've got to ride it out. They 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 had this plan, even if the plan is not going as well as they'd like it to, they've got to ride it out until 4.0. 4.0 is is really going to be kind of the make or break. I, I really do think that they, they've got to bring something big to the table in terms of 4.0. Uh, oh. So uh, it, it, again, uh, Adela, thank you very much uh, for the call. We really appreciate it. You got any shout outs you want to share? Um, the shout out to the FC uh, Nomad Moogles and Mitty Carver. Right on. And uh, and again, uh, uh, right there, you're hearing from someone who, you know, this is their first MMO. They should have that, you know, that 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 honeymoon period with FF14 that we had for years with FF11. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like it hits in the same way. Again, this is all anecdotal evidence. This is all this is all personal, uh, you know, uh, irrefutable evidence. No, it's no. not. This is, it's not objective. OK, like none of this can be objective. This is all very opinion based. So you know and this is all going by feeling so you know objectively when you break down the numbers we could be dead wrong we could be absolutely 100% dead wrong and Square Enix could be looking at the you know the course of development and saying like we're taking the proper path because our profits are up that's that's totally valid because at the end of the day that's they are a business they're in this they're they do this to make money they do this to make a profit so uh you can't you can't discount that you can't say well the, uh, we want a game at the expense of you running your business into the ground that you know what i mean like completely valid no it's not oh. it's not <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, thanks again uh, for the call, Adela. Thanks to all of our callers. A lot of new callers today. Thank you guys so much for uh, chiming in here at Limit Break Radio. Hope you've also hit that follow button and you'll come back and hang out with us every Sunday. We do this every Sunday and we invite your calls every Sunday, no matter what we're talking about. So if you didn't get a chance to express yourself this week, we'll want to hear from you next week here at Limit Break Radio. All right. So uh, we're winding down here, but it is time to check in with what's going on in the FFFL. Good afternoon, FFFL fans. Week two of the season has come to a close, so let's dive right in with the results. First up, the Melusine Marauders' early season struggles continue as they take a tough loss at home against the Chickabos, who moved to 2-0 on the season. Uh, meanwhile, high drama over at the Blomgarden Training Center. A stoppage in play due to grats on the field gave the Banana Hammocks time to collect themselves and rebound. They managed to take the win on the road against the Blom T-Rexars. They go to 2-0 while the T-Rexars fall to 1-1. 
Bimbo USA continues to struggle as they got decimated in the Midgar slums by El Negro Grande. <laughs> Grande moves to 1-1 one and one while Bimbo USA falls to 0-2. That sounds really bad, but okay. And speaking of 0-2, the Red Wings had a tough week in the fight club against the Edelweiss Avengers, pulling out who pulled out a close win. They go to 1-1 one one while the Red Wings prepare to bounce back for their home opener next week. Just want to just want to point out, just want to point out how much advocating Kahlo has done for his team He's versus had, like, how much how much advocating I've done for mine, and it was still a narrow margin that I lost. Well, he had by. Bigs on his team. Okay, but he had like two people, like real live people, like advertising and telling. I see. Yeah, I was seeing I was it on like, Facebook. Wow, I was like, wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> thirsty, aren't we? Jeez. God. Well. Speaking of juggernauts, we've got the Super Senpai Megaforce, who looks unstoppable so far this season, at least on their home turf. They go to 2-0 and after a win against the Verminion Lords, brought to you by the law firm of Adelegi and Kupenreich, who fall to 1-1 and on the season. Still butthurt. And on to the waiver wire. Kupenreich. Yeah, Kupenreich and Adelegi. It's a very prestigious law firm. Yeah. Uh, and very, I'm the- <laughs> very honest and very truthful and very trustworthy. Yeah. <laughs> Give right. them all your money. Do they have a final solution? <laughs> <laughs> Not that right. Oh, Not wrong sorry. Right. Jeez. <laughs> and on the waiver wire this week, we've got Wedge, Tella, Vincent, Payne, Lightning, Renoa, Bartz, Pinello, Steiner, and Tara. So our waiver wire priority is going to start off with Papa Woody. Nope. No, yeah, you got 2-0. Why would you do anything? Uh, Gordor and Matt Hatter will have to send me uh, something if they want it. Uh, I will make my decision later. Aniro, anything you want to do? Huh? I'll take that as a no. What? Mel, uh, Mel- <laughs> Are we doing a thing? No, you're, you're good. You can he just hang no out. One, he, he, By the who way, who did he pick for on his team? You need to get some more people that are more a Nero's speed. Okay, so what? Next week, I'll add on uh, protagonist of uh, the Final Fantasy. <laughs> There you go. For the Game Boy? Yeah, I don't know who the fuck you're talking about with all of these damn characters. <laughs> By the way, so this week I decided yeah. to take your team a little more seriously, and I actually found portraits of all of your characters. Really? <laughs> oh, I and think, surprisingly enough, he almost won. I'm impressed. I, I was, it took me forever to find them, and I think your team looked more weeaby than when I had Fluttershy on your team. No, okay, that's fair. God. Um, Juxta, Kalo, Nika, do you guys want to do anything? Uh, no, I'm on a roll. Yeah, why would you change anything? Kahlo, how about you? Kahlo? Oh, Kahlo. Mm, that's mm, a shame. He said he, he said he wants Wedge. Oh, he Kahlo. wants Wedge back. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna swap out. I'm gonna uh, use my waiver. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, we're gonna swap out my waifu, Ares, and bring out, uh, uh, bring in Lightning. We're gonna grab Lightning, okay. Yep, a new waifu. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. You, you, you're suddenly replacing all your dead people. Well, yeah, what happened, be yeah, what happened to your theme? Long. What happened to your theme? We're rising from the ashes. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are you going to do for the marmots? Reborn. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to think of something. Uh, our matchups for the coming week start with the Balam T-Rexars preparing for a brutal week as the Super Senpai Megaforce comes to town. The T-Rexars look to avoid losing their first two games at home while the Megaforce looks to further their lead in the division. Next up... A showdown between a pair of unbeaten teams as the Chickabos welcome Titans Banana Hammock to the missing member. This one looks to be a fierce matchup between division rivals. On the other end of the spectrum, a slap fight is looking to break out between the Mellison Marauders and the Red Wings as they have their home <laughs> opener at Castle Baron. Fans have examined the bylaws of the league to see if both teams can, in fact, go to 0-3. Spoilers, they cannot. <laughs> <laughs> the Gold Saucer will be alive once again as the Verminion Lords, sponsored by Hildebrand brand whitening toothpaste, return home for, the match- for a matchup with El Negro Grande. 
And lastly, the Edelweiss Avengers hit the road this week and head down to Quarry Mill for a match with the thus far winless Beambo USA. So remember everyone, check out our blog at LimitBreakRadio.com every Tuesday night for your weekly FFFL post and make sure to cast your vote on Twitter. There you go. And uh, we hope that you are already following us at Limit Break Radio on Twitter. That's where all of our polls are posted. And again, those go up on Tuesday at LimitBreakRadio.com. Now, something that uh, I wanted to address here before uh, wrapping up the show, had a couple of questions in this last week uh, come in uh, via email and through uh, Messenger. Stop asking questions. Are are episodes now being posted on Wednesdays? Because usually they're posted, uh, uh, you know, like Monday night, Tuesday morning by about midnight. Uh, And that's going to go into the explanation of everything else. So... A couple of months ago, uh, back in December, I had talked to you guys about uh, getting let go from uh, from my job. And what I had explained was, you know, while I was collecting unemployment, that I would be devoting a lot of resources and time and energy and effort into Limit Break Radio. Uh, expanding the uh, you know this the streaming aspect trying to uh, lock down you know limit break radio and FEC as shows as tightly as possible which I think that we've done a very good job of uh, as well as uh, you know look towards the horizon for new opportunities as well and you know what I had tried to express at that time and I'm not sure if I did it very well or not but what I tried to express at that time was that you know this is different for me because a lot of podcast producers and specifically for you know things like FF14 and for video games you know a lot of these projects are driven solely by enthusiasm where This is an extension. I see this as an extension of my profession. I've said this multiple times on the show. I'm not a great Final Fantasy 14 player, but I am a great broadcaster and I'm always looking for things to broadcast and do shows about. And it's just I'm just lucky enough that people want to hear my opinions about FF14 that we get to do this show and you know, I, I first of all, I have to thank you because you guys have provided us with the foundation to be able to grow this product. And we have very successfully final Encountercast, I think, is a great show. I'm very proud of what we've been able to accomplish with that show in just a year. I mean, when you think of some of the milestones that we've been able to hit as a show in one year, Final Encountercast is on track to be a really amazing show. And we've worked it into a place where I think it's a great product. I enjoy listening to the show. I think that the discussions that we have are unique and interesting. And, you know, that show, it's the, the fact that it's weekly, and we've said this a bunch of times, is really only because of your support over at patreon.com slash limit break radio. And I've been saying this for weeks that, you know, I feel like it shouldn't just be on you guys that part of doing our due diligence as a company, as a as a content production company needs to be seeking other ways to be able to fund and present our projects other than coming to you with our hands open and saying, please give because you like us. It's it, it, it has been, 
you guys have been incredibly generous and it's been effective yep but it doesn't it doesn't make me feel great and it doesn't make it doesn't make it that sustainable you know two thousand dollars a month is pretty sustainable for one person we've got five people and a growing staff first of all we've got that many people because that's what we think makes for great content doesn't it's not necessarily a hundred percent true across the board there are other people who have youtube channels that do very well and it's just them but what we do well what we do what we are the best at is acting as a group and as a crew and bringing interesting discussions to you guys i could sit here alone in this chair take your calls and and rant all i want but i don't think it would be as fun or as interesting if nika wasn't here acting as a balance a counterbalance to some of my cynicism it wouldn't be as interesting if you didn't have juxta here trolling the comments and 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 making us giggle every couple of minutes. Well, yeah, the doy. It wouldn't it wouldn't be nearly as engaging if you didn't have Escalia's unique take and perspective on what this game has to offer and what gaming in general has to offer. And so, you know, one of the things that has been very limiting in terms of the the time that I can dedicate to FF14 and this is not meant as an excuse and this is not this is exactly why I didn't preface the discussion that we just had with sharing this information because I don't want this to be an excuse because I don't want this to color the rest of the conversation that we just had but my unemployment ran out you know like when you have when you no longer have that income to rely on you got to find something man and fortunately right as my unemployment was running out i got a really great opportunity at a radio station that i was already working at that was switching formats so overnight i tripled to quadrupled the amount of hours that i've been working and that's those of you who have had work hour adjustments you know exactly what i'm going through and you know it it can be tough it 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 can be a tough adjustment it's it's why one of the reasons why you haven't seen me stream a whole lot recently but one of the other things that i've been working on behind the scenes and not just work but a dialogue had been started uh, about three months ago about the possibility of making a show for a radio audience, not not a podcast audience and not making a podcast to be released through us, but to actually have this show go out over radio stations and try to pick up a local audience for that radio station talking about video games this is a long guys first of all let me just say how crazy of a fucking long shot something like this is there this has never been done nobody has ever done or tried to put something like this on commercial radio before and we have an opportunity to be able to do that you could say we're pioneers. We we are blazing a new trail. The first. And one of the things that we, you know, that we uh, that we struggled with initially like, okay, do we 
you know, do we divert resources and time from doing FEC? Do we repackage and rebrand FEC? And I don't, I mean, we haven't officially or are 100% concluded on any of these. But the plan is right now that this is going to be the third show that the LBR network is producing. Yep. And, and we're hoping that the income that that's able to generate will be able to further our ambitions to continue making content. That's what we do here at Limit Break Radio at the LBR Network. We make content. Doesn't have to be about games. It just so happens that everything that we've made has been about games. It's a happy accident. I'll I'll make a show. I swear to you, I would make a show about anything. If I if if I have opinions about it and I could talk about it, I I will make a show about anything under the sun that allows me to sit down in front of an open microphone and talk to people. That's just what I do. It's part of my profession. It's built into my DNA. But the fact that we get to do it about video games, a subject that we love and are passionate about. That's actually thanks to you. That's thanks to you listening to us. That's thanks to you supporting us financially and helping us start this conversation and get the ball rolling and have something that we can present to someone who makes those kinds of decisions. And we're really excited to be pushing forward in this direction yeah if you're wondering where the demo reel material came from where we pitched the show guess what show it, was it came from, from final encounter cast yep. and and this show is going to be like a tighter final encounter cast we're going to refine everything that we've been doing with final encounter cast while continuing to try and experiment th- with things on final encounter cast so that's what we're looking forward to here in the future of the network in the future of content being made here and just on a personal level blaze that trail and arrow <laughs> we know you have a lot of experience kappa pride that's a f- four dollar and 20 cent donation by the way from <laughs> melky thera blaze uh, that trail yes but you know it, it this this is an opportunity i never saw myself getting um and I, I have to thank you guys, you know, coming off of my last job, I didn't know what was going to be the next move for me. I, it, it, it could have equally, it could have just as easily been spinning country records Ooh. in an area that nobody cares about. And it's, and it's <laughs> and it's because of you guys, because of your listenership, because of your support, because of your enthusiasm that someone has been able to give us the opportunity to to give this a shot. And so when it when it premieres, when it debuts, guys, I hope you'll give it a shot. I hope you'll listen to it. We don't know what it's called yet. It's still a lot of it is still in the development stage, but, you know, yeah, we can't give any real details. on Yeah, it yet. we really can't. We um, wish we could. We really, we really do. do. We can tell you that's why we've been busy with yes. stuff lately. Like a mm-hmm. lot of our time has been dedicated to getting this off the ground. It is. It is. Um, and 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 for those of you who are FF14 fans and you don't even maybe you don't even like Final Encounter cast, right? I understand that there are those people out there who really only like the Limit Break Radio show. That's and that's cool. I I, we get I want it. I want to reassure you. That there is no intention on Limit Break Radio going anywhere. Nope. 
or making any types of changes. Limit Break Radio stays exactly the same. We've been producing the show for 10 years. We're not about to stop now. A lot, a lot of people are. having a distraction of another show, even if it's wildly successful. I don't think that's going to be enough to wrench us away from this game or this community. That is a promise that we're making to you. A lot of people in the chat are asking, will people who are not in the market where this is airing have any way to listen to it? Uh, we're going to find out and have an answer for you. But I it is an intention that this will be a podcast as well. Yep. And we, you know, your your advocacy for Limit Break Radio for LBR doesn't end here because we're going to need people telling radio affiliates about this program and saying, look, this is really great. And I'd love to be able to listen to this in my hometown. That's going to be a big part of this, guys, because, again, we have so many factors working against our success in doing this, that this is a huge risk for us. But it's also a very big endeavor. And I truly believe I truly believe that I do have a competitive advantage in this area. I've been producing radio for 17 years. And yes, I make a mean podcast as well, but I've been I've been producing radio for 17 years and been paid for it. Let's try to, you know, merge the two. Let's try. And I believe in radio like I like a lot of people are like, well, wouldn't this be better served as a podcast? I don't know. Maybe. But I believe in radio. I believe in the strength of radio, and I believe that it will expand the product and it will give us exposure in new areas. So, guys, thank you for your support. Thank you for everything that you've done for Limit Break Radio. Thank you for listening, commenting, whatever it is that you do, however you engage with Limit Break Radio. Thank you. You have provided us this opportunity. We will not forget that. We are here for you. We do want to we want to make this our profession. We want to make this what we eat off of. You guys got us like half the way. We're trying to get the other half of the way. That's our goal. I think it's a pretty I think it's a pretty noble goal, if not a little bit crazy. But that's our goal. And that's that's and I'm I'm saying that for you guys too. I want to get you guys a payday. I mean, I know that I we already pay you guys, but your talent, your dedication that you've put to this idea is unbelievable. And I feel like you guys deserve to make your living off of this. That's what I that's the amount of that's truly what I believe your level of talent brings to the table. So, all right, that's going to be it for Limit Break Radio. Guys, I want to invite you to join us. Coming up over at uh, Final Encountercast. That's at twitch.tv slash Final Encountercast. That's coming up at 5. We're going to be doing our next episode of Final Encountercast. Today, of course, we're going to be talking about the latest in gaming news and headlines. But we're also going to be talking a little bit more about Pokemon Go. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not just known now as a Nero. I'm now also <laughs> known as the Safari Zone guy. So we got to talk about that. Amazing. A li- we we got to talk about that a little bit. Uh, that's going to be coming up next over on Final Encountercast. But also, we're going to be talking about Metal Gear Survive. Metal Gear. 
And that's all. It's all I'm willing to say the right game looks now. Great. That's all I'm willing to say right now, guys. That's gonna do it here for Limit Break Radio. I want to thank all of our callers. We had a lot of first-time callers today. I want to thank my crew, Papa Woody and Kooky Persona, as well as Juxtaposition, Escalia Rayumasa, and Nika Kayanian. I'm a Nero. Keep listening. Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. Today's episode was produced by Kahlo Landis, Escalia Rayumasa, and Aniro Grigori. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Captain Failboat, Zurian Urexen, Azura Giacho, Bianca Forwin, Kalina Ashsaber, Thor Carson, My Waifu, Satori Komeji, Darbykins, Sakura-chan, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at facebook.com slash huskybythegeek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at DiamondMM.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. Mm-hmm.